good people of Los Angeles tonight on the FC, FC, FSA, FSA pod. We've got none other than <coughs> Benny Thrifts, a you man you no doubt recognize from the capo stands in the North End, a man you no doubt have followed in his journeys of selling incredibly rare vintage t-shirts, incredibly interesting and shapely furniture from different modern eras across the Los Angeles landscape. A guy that's just genuinely interesting on a lot of levels. Super happy to have him here. Uh, we also talk about what else, Slim? Wait, wait, I, just, I wasn't ready for this Vintage. Part. The answer vintage. was vintage. <laughs> Everything vintage. Guys, if you don't listen to the podcast, that's okay. Slim doesn't either, even while we're doing it. No, not at all. If you hit him with call, the warning. If you want to call Benny a Judas, I guess it's not, it's not a big deal. <laughs> hey, hit, <laughs> hit him with the warning. Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, as per usual, we are in the backyard of Dweezy's place in Expo Park. There are planes and helicopters flying over, people running into gates, cars honking. The Pandose truck pulled up right close to us today. Um, and as usual, I do have a potty mouth uh, and I will be using it. So if you're around children or at work and you don't think it's appropriate for that time, don't listen to us at that time. But save us for later. Truth. And then, by the way, I think the Pandusa guy actually listens to us at all times. So I'm pretty sure out. he's... He knows. I gotta go. It's yeah. the third segment. He probably left the review, which, if he's doing it, you guys should be doing it, too. Oh, Jump wow. on that shit. Damn, Slim. <laughs> I want my shit today, guys. <laughs> FCFC. to the FCFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I am your host Slim. Sitting across from me per usual is Big Dweez. Yo. Got the airplanes flying by per usual. Got Josh to my left and a very special guest today who I would call my favorite capo. Oh. And probably the loudest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. Mr. Benny Thrifts is in the building. Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Cheers, Cheers. Yes, yes, Cheers. Yes, yes, yes. Appreciate you coming me. through. Thank you, man. Thank you. Long time coming. I've not always wanted to be the one to say we should have had this one on video, but just so people could have seen <laughs> the cups that Benny brought over, man. If you guys have memories of your childhood like I have, you would be going down that childhood lane right now. Yeah. I have got, I'm, I've got myself a Garfield. I'm not one who rises to the occasion. Official Jim Davis, McDonald's, glassware. That official non, Jim Davis, though. Non-faded. And <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. I'm, I'm still just geeking out over that. Yeah, I got the, uh, the Riddler's Revenge Cup. Uh, this is when Jim Carrey was the Riddler. Um, was he in there with um, Uma Thurman? Yes, he was. Uma Thurman. I thought Arnold. Arnold. Tommy Lee Jones. I would have right? fucked Uma Thurman back then. <laughs> she <laughs> was like that ugly With part. the redhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was hot. In yeah, movie. that movie. Anyways. That said a lot of my sexual expectations, actually. Poison I mean, I remember the first Batman movie where, like, Catwoman licks his face. I think that was my first boner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this shit was crazy. Michelle I was like, oh, bitch! 
She did that. <laughs> she did that. All right. Josh, uh, what do you got? Come on, man. Narrate the cups. Here. Yeah, what narrate got the here? cups. I got a Big Mac collector series. It's a... Uh, it's the Hamburglar. It's not the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar has a oh, yeah. he's a bandit. He stole burgers. Right, so yeah. This guy is a burger. <laughs> yeah, he's a burger. He's like a cop. British police officer. <laughs> I don't know with what a burger it is. Man. Called the Big Mac. I didn't even realize <laughs> the that. The Big Mac trademark. Yeah. Shout out the Golden Arches. He definitely wasn't one of the more popular. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Characters. I got a Grimace cup in front of me too. So yeah, we got a Grimace in the house. We all that one. What you got, buddy? The Mick Gang. Uh, I got ET right here with uh, um, the young attorney uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Young Drew. Young Drew, and it says, "Be good." Man, just yeah, man. Get on the it's funny that's because a, I like I don't really have a lot creepy. of uh, I don't really have a lot of guests in my house, so this is like this is like my fine china that I would like bring out like when <laughs> that's guests would come over. Bro, you know, this, this like, is the finest china. <laughs> this is the finest Nostalgia, of china, baby. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no china that like like the china which will bring you back in time. Yeah, yeah. to a better to a better time where <laughs> the you were conversation piece. Like, I mean, you oh, like yeah. like we said, he remembers drinking some purple juice out of this when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that purple stuff. Shout out to Bab. She just called it breakfast juice. Breakfast juice. I don't know what it was. It was just sugar. That sounds fucking hood as fuck. Shout out Bab. She a real one. We're out of breakfast juice. Bab's like that's a Tuesday. Here's some sugar and some water. You can see Bab. She. Uh, for you LAFC listeners on the south end, she sits right there in the front, right behind the goal. She's there every week. Always. Go, say, go say what up to her and uh, see if I was never able to get it. Yeah, I, I still don't know. We gotta ask her. Now, come on the pod. <laughs> you got breakfast juice, you got lunch juice, and you got dinner juice. Yeah, no, this was like my milk cup when I was growing up. And they're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. They're just like just different, different temperatures, yeah. different colors, they better be different, colors. <laughs> different cups. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Uh, well, usually our first question where I think people have started to really enjoy it is, what is your first football memory, Benny? Damn, man. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I kind of got into, uh, you know, football and football culture kind of late. And um, But if I have to, like, really think back at my first memory, uh, I'd have to go back to high school. Um, our, I went to St. Francis High School, all boys high school in La Cunada. Uh, it was a private school. We had a pretty. A we had a pretty. <laughs> we had a pretty. We had a pretty good uh, soccer team um, back in 2006, and they went uh, CIF finals and they won the championship. Um, but uh, I was before that. I, I played. I played football, American football, up to uh, my junior year. My senior year, I took off because you know I wasn't getting much playing time. There was taller, bigger, faster guys than me. Mm. So I can't uh, <laughs> you were the biggest. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and so I kind of took that that year off and um, I used to, one of my favorite things to do was go into my uh, high school's library and go through like the old yearbooks. I would go like into the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever and just like look at all the different pictures and stuff like that. It's something I like always kind of enjoyed doing like to kill time. Um, sometimes like waiting for my mom to pick me up or whatever and um, uh, I noticed there was uh, like a it was a kind of like a, I don't want to call them a, like a pep rally team but it was a team of, of of hoodlums that were like you know the students there and they called themselves the rogues gallery mm. and it was basically like you know the student section like that would show up at, like, <coughs> basketball games football games soccer games whatever and you know would cheer on like their fellow you know students and so my senior year, I decided to to bring that back. Um, like the first time, like they had like a student section, like in I don't know like how many years, but um, 
but yeah, so we would do that at like basketball games, we had uh, football games, and we did it soccer. Soccer season started like sometime in the winter, mm-hmm. spring, mm-hmm. and like um, not a lot of people would show up to the soccer games just because it was soccer. Not a, not that yeah. many people. We were more of a football and basketball. Uh, just like school. America. Yeah, just yeah. like America, pretty yeah. much. And um, so you know, we just like just like all the other games, we would all like kind of go to someone else's house and and drink and pregame and we'd get into like someone's van or car or whatever truck and we would head to head to back to the school and um and yeah so we were drinking it was was, i remember it was a it was like a playoff game and like so (laughs) it was a playoff game and you know we were all cheering not like how we do at at the bank like 90 90 plus minutes but you know we were doing like our basic you know chance let's go knights we're the golden knights um and uh you know, it was. It ended up being a draw, like zero zero. And I remember when I was so pissed because I was like, "Dude, this is the last time I'm going to a fucking soccer game. Yeah, last fucking time I'm going Tizer, to a soccer game." Ties are un-American. I, it would be yeah. cool you if like I mean? someone scored a goal or yeah. we both scored a goal, but it was zero zero, and I was yeah. just like, "I'm never coming back." And like, I, th- I probably went to like one of the final games, but like that was about it. But that was like one of my first like football memories, which doesn't really do my current, you know, uh, you know, activeness like any justice because. Uh, you know, but Your football activism. Yeah, <laughs> football, football activism. <laughs> uh, but but I mean, other than that, man, um, you know, later on, you know, in my in my twenties, I had a coworker of mine who was a big Uve fan, and sometimes we would go to uh, Lucky Baldwin's and mm. um, you know watch some games there. <coughs> had a couple of friends that were Manchester United fans, Chelsea fans, West Ham fans, you know, and you know sometimes I would you know go to the pub and watch with them, but I never. I, I always enjoyed the atmosphere. I always thought it was really cool. Like, wow, like you guys wake up like, this fucking early to, mm-hmm. to come and watch a, a team that's like across the, you know, across the world, and like you don't even live in that city. You don't have any ties to that city, yeah. and like you guys are like the, like diehard fans like this. And I just love like how each club had like their own songs, had their own look, attitude, what you know, what have you. And so that was kind of like my early like introduction to like uh, you know football culture. Um, but I never was tied down to any club. I just you know enjoyed enjoyed being around it. You mm-hmm. know, um, but I, I never felt like any ties to any like any of the clubs because you know I'm I'm from Los Angeles and like I can't really can't really imagine like dedicating that much time or effort you know or thought into. A team from yeah, born across the sea, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hear you. so I, hear, I felt so, that and then and then like I like I, I I remember vaguely like hearing like oh uh, Galaxy won the 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 cup and I was like oh tight you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like stuff like that and like I I just it would just never it was just never uh, it just never caught me and yeah. I mean even me growing up like I remember up until probably high school or like the two thousand two World Cup. I just called soccer a commie sport. I was like, you're a communist if you like soccer. Like, I was, I hated it. I, I remember, I think it was because of the 98 World Cup, my parents would wake me up. Yeah. I'd be like, Yo, what the fuck is this? Let me sleep. Stop being communist right yeah, now. Yeah, like, you guys are mad commie right now. Yeah. Um, no, that's funny, dude. I think, like, part of, part of the conversation that gets lost is I've talked a lot to people and talked a lot about people who have never been to a soccer game this was their first game coming to LFC seeing it mm-hmm. but it's actually there actually is more people who hated soccer yeah and this converted them in some 
roundabout way to like being really into it, which mm-hmm. I think is actually a huge, a bigger leap because you're like actively against something. Yeah, and you have to be converted versus if you're just kind of like. And neutral. sometimes when you're actively against something and you get converted, those are the people that are ride the hardest. Yeah. Because they're trying to compensate for being a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Yeah. yeah so I actually think that, that that's a good that's a good first football memory. Were you so leading like those a, uh, at Benny at seventeen? Were you leading those Let's Go Knights chance? Was that you? I of? was, man. Yeah. It's so funny, it's, there was it's kind of something yeah, in there. It's right? funny, like until so like, you had a capo experience before you had. A <laughs> I would it was not not to that like you know to that extent, but it was yeah. Look how, I mean, that's as big as it can get in high Yeah. To organize any group of people to go anywhere in high school is like a feat because yeah. you got to get your moms to take you there <laughs> yeah, it's funny man because like when i stopped to think about it like I was, you know uh, there's obviously there's so many other people that have way longer experience in, in supporter culture and like you know i always thought myself as a as a new fish and um but like when i did yeah when i did think about it like oh man like that thing i did in high school like the rose gallery like that kind of is like it was. I remember, the, like the 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 night before our, the first game, the first football game, game, we did. I I went to Michael's and I bought like a little like white like sheet, and I spray painted like S F in like our our actually our colors are brown and gold. Uh-huh. You know, so it was like brown and gold, and it was like S F. And I was like, oh dude, I used to do TIFO back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I made I made a, like I made like a, a flag out of PCP mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, or PBC. I said PCP. Sorry. PCP was everywhere, even in the plastic pipes. PBC pipes. PCP in the pipes. But yeah, like I guess I could add that to my my resume of supporter culture. Was like my high school. You know, yeah, but, that's sick. I mean, we come from an Asian background where the Korean kids weren't the star players on any team, so we weren't like <laughs> mobbing out to go fucking watch like any type of basketball or football yeah. in high school. Really, like we were just the cool kids like smoking cigarettes behind the bleachers. <laughs> Josh, would would <laughs> you be surprised if I was like if I was like starting running back? Were you? You're some quick Asians, man. Shut your lacrosse playing ass <laughs> up, dog. No, I, like, I was lying. I was lying. I, I actually got cut from my baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We're on the same level here. I, mean, I think I can't believe you set us up so perfectly for like everything here, just because when you're talking about rummaging through like old yearbooks and stuff, I'm like, Jesus, it takes a special quality and person to do that stuff. <laughs> but I think. Just looking back at he's fucking, you're like archiving. You're are you're an archival motherfucking memorabilia head before we even knew what that shit was. But yeah. now, I think it can speak to. We'll we'll get a fit pick later. But I want to do a little fit check on you right now because <laughs> Benny's from head to toe is wearing something that I have never yeah, seen just, before. Just, so just, so, just so my, walk us my, through. Walk us through the just my just my just waist up. I'm wearing a ninety two point three the beat. If uh, you guys have been living in Los Angeles for a while, listening to the radio uh, actively, it wasn't uh, the real back then. It wasn't the real ninety-two point three. Yeah. It's ninety-two point three, the beat, and yeah. it was mainly hip hop and go slow, easy R and B. It was yeah, the fucking was music. Those, those, the easy jams. Yeah, the like, easy jams, slow jams, R and B, groove, funk, whatever. And there was a, there was a, a host 
named Theo who had a very soothing and soulful voice. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought he was black, but he ended up being Asian, which hey. was the biggest catfish ever. <laughs> girls, girls, girls would call it. Oh, can I just hear Theo's voice? And he's like, Yo, this is this. You're tuned into ninety two point three. This is Theo. Go and listen to some Keith Sweat in a little bit. Hey. You know what I mean? And I just love. I, I like. I you know, as a kid, I loved. I loved hip hop. But as a personality on ninety two point three, I'm sure he bagged so many black. Girls. Yeah. In the early nineties, an Asian dude bagged black girls. Respect. My guy. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I got that hat on, and then uh, on me, I got uh, my uh, Nike Retro LHC uh, jersey that I that I made. Um, one of one. One of one. Uh, two, two of one of two. Uh, but probably looking into making some more. But uh, nice. I don't know how much I can speak into that because I don't want to get sued. But <laughs> I don't know because like the logos aren't really. They weren't really copyrighted. The one, the concepts I'm saying. Like, yeah, hey, don't don't sue Benny, Ben. <laughs> the fuck. Friend but, of the uh, Walk us through the crest. What's going on the crest? The crest. Because uh, that's not our typical LAFC. No, crest. no. The, like I said, it's like, it's like one of the the concepts. I remember the you know the, they after they did the 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 crest launch. Uh, you know they kind of showed uh, behind the scenes like into the you know design process and you know there was like sketches and whatnot. And this is one of the, the the earlier like concepts of the crest, and you know you got your Art Deco wing and whatnot, and and uh, you know and then there was the this this bigger logo that was right next to it, and I when I, I remember when I first when after a while like I would go back to that image and look at it, I was like oh, dude like, you could probably make you know a, a Nike retro MLS jersey out of that because you know it was it was always the crest and then like larger logo on the on the on mm -hmm. the chest on the belly and so i was like dude that, that would work perfect like if i could only you know remake it and it took me a while because i had the i had the idea like early on like in the first season uh last year and like i tried drawing and i can't draw for shit <laughs> you know like luck, luckily well, uh, you know with expos like we have some talented uh um, graphic designers and so you know um the homie uh fernando uh he was able to help me uh kind of recreate the logos and whatnot and the formidable one. Yeah, formidable Fernando, <laughs> and uh, you know the rest is history. I, I kind of got the got the the jersey from eBay. Um, it's kind of getting a little hard. I feel like more people, including Ben Chi, he's uh, he's buying out these blanks, and he's you know I don't want I don't I don't I don't I don't yeah he's, he's stockpiling. I don't want to say I don't want to speak I don't speak into what he's trying to do with them but uh, you know it might be uh, confidential info LAFC ain't giving that it's no, it's no not, budget it's, it's, to it's, stockpile nothing <laughs> no, no no he's not doing anything LAFC related but but you know he's, he's doing his own project but uh, you know he, he kind of gave me a sneak peek of what he's doing and you know, he's always doing some uh, amazing things. You hear that, Ben? Benny just leaked your FC. I don't know. Project, <laughs> we got you. We got your ass. No, no, yeah. no, no, I, no. I, we see the pictures right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, sometimes I, I get ideas, and it's kind of crazy how you're kind of put together, and I'm actually able to do it. And I'm just glad that people think, you know, it's a, it's, it's a dope idea. So Sick, bro. hopefully, I make Dude, some you more. Always, you're always wearing some fucking shit that <laughs> seems like it's one of one. Like, every time I see him, and then like the one time I was like. You know, I'll admit that I didn't buy anything from Nipsey's store beforehand, but for all the fucking Nipsey feelings made me feel like, man, if he has something in black and gold, the very next day, I swear to God, it was like one day later, I go and of course he probably already had it somewhere and he's like, you know, today's the day I'll wear my, my black and gold Crenshaw, or yeah. it was gold and white maybe. It was bl black and gold. Black no, and gold I made yeah. that, I made that one. You made that one? I made oh, that one, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, this guy's like, shit. Yeah, I made that one, it had the Los Angeles uh, seal, had the gold Crenshaw, and then I... 
you know, the, he has uh, the Victory Lap logo. And, you know, the the jersey I had, it was actually a, it was like a Perry Ellis, but it looked like a like Adidas one. So it didn't have the logo on the on the right breast. So I put the Victory Lap logo right there, and it was so sick. It's kind of perfect for it. Yeah. So if you see the guy with all the one-on-one things, then you, that you do double ticks. Yeah. And if you haven't already just seen him up on the Capitol stand, you know that's our guest tonight. Yeah. Loudest motherfucker in the world. I felt bad because uh, someone, someone sent me a link to like a Reddit, the LAFC Reddit, and someone posted, like, oh, does anyone know where I could get this jersey? And then someone commented, like, Benny doesn't give out his secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably and fucking was like, like, Yeah, no, and then I got, obviously, like, when I posted a picture, a bunch of, a bunch of people, like, hit me up. People that you know that are I've never even seen in the North End, and you know I was like, you know what, like they're all oh, dude, I'll pay you whatever, whatever to make it. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel right to to you know profit off of like nip like that. So yeah, I'm just gonna if you you know if you wanted if you want to make one for yourself, you know, send me your email. I'll send you the files that I you know I use to to make it. But yeah, damn. Well, uh, another thing we were wondering about is what what's your background, Benny? Because. Uh, you're not full Filipino, right? No, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm, I'm half Mexican, half uh, half Filipino. Okay. Uh, my mom is my mom is Filipino, mm-hmm. um, and my biological father is Mexican, but uh, you know he left before I was born, so I didn't really grow up with my Mexican side. Mm-hmm. We, we I still had like you know uh, grandmas and aunts and, and some cousins that that you know we would see uh, you know every once in a while at but on you, holidays. You, but you grew up Filipino as well. Yeah, part. I grew up with my Filipino side for okay. the most part. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So what was that like growing up? Oh man, being like growing up with Filipino is it's. I just watched the Joe Coy special, so I know all about it. <laughs> so, you know, that's all you really did. Joe Look, said. my best friend like oh, from like man. like fifth, fourth to sixth grade was a Filipino homie, and like Filipinos like they have a certain thing like they they love the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see they, if he gets these right. <laughs> I, actually, that's... You know, I remember about that. It all, it all, it's all about, like, where you... Because like, you have their, your Bay Area Filipinos. Mm-hmm. You just re- recently became Golden State fans. Oh. <laughs> it's true, man. Like, all my cousins... Like, I have mad cousins in Vallejo up in the Bay. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, I never saw them rocking, like, you know, Golden State, uh, you know... No Baron Davis love. No Baron thing. Davis, man. No love for him. That's Nothing. where I first learned how to eat with my hands. <laughs> like... Oh yeah, man. You know we love I mean? to like, eat with our hands. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, this shit's dope. <laughs> Get straight to the point. Yeah, man. It was yeah, definitely a lot of food, the best food. Now there's nothing like my mom's cooking. You know, since I was, like, I wish. Did I your could... mom grow up here, or did she go? No, Philippines? she grew up in the Philippines. She grew up, yeah, she grew up in the Philippines, and then she came uh, over here in her early 20s mm-hmm. as a nurse in a nursing program like mm-hmm. how a lot of Filipinos do. oh yeah that's the other stereotype yeah yeah, yeah. man yeah. She, she my mom she really worked her ass off to get over here as a lot of our you know parents did yeah, yeah. Their, you know from overseas work work ethic was different back yeah then. man so you know like when when you're born you know they, they expect you to work just as hard as as they do you know that's why they're so on you about well, mom, we school. got internet now yeah <laughs> <laughs> like they're so on you about school about work you know you want job security you know like it's 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 a it's a very uh filipino stereotype like that you know the parents like oh you should be a nurse you should be a mm-hmm. nurse you know just because you have job nurse security. or postman yeah yeah man there's so many there's so many filipino male nurses but you know it's like that's job security man and they make yeah. bank 
And yeah. they're always they're always the motherfuckers you see like traveling the world. Yeah, and, yeah ner- my nurse homies like party harder than anyone. They just yeah. can't smoke weed. Because <laughs> well, that's the only they drug that comes out. But they are uh, yeah. fucking coke the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're fucking party animals. Yeah, man. nurses go hard and just as hard as like flight attendants and shit. Like oh, yeah. they and they know how to apply the IVs and shit. <laughs> Yo, I've they seen buy- that man. Like Bro. sometimes on Vegas trips, they'll bring the IVs, yeah. like you know, to cure hangovers. My homies will li- already have. It in just so that when they get home later, they can just stick in the shit. Yeah. Like, Damn. And they'll just do weird shit when they're bored, like, like just sticking needles in places. I'm like, yo, stop <laughs> recording yourself doing that shit. You fucking psycho. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> their homies are crazy. My my most of my experience with Filipinos in LA is Filipino town yeah. eating up there. Uh, Alley Rose Cafe. Mm, yes. Which I still, I think it was from like the 80s. Yeah. That spot's been there for a while on, um, on Fountain. I think it's on Fountain. And, uh, it's right there, right there near Vermont. But I never been in the Philippines, so all my experience was like eating the food there. Like, what kind of, you know, was your, what was your food world like growing up? Were you mostly eating uh, Filipino food? Your mom mostly, like, my, my, my mom loved cooking, and it wasn't just Filipino food, but, but yeah, I mean, she, a lot of chicken. A lot of rice, yeah. uh, a lot of soup. My favorite soup uh, is called sinigang. Sin- we call it sinigang, sinigang mm-hmm, soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's basically uh, like a tamarind soup. It's kind of sour. You could put either uh, pork or fish or beef in it. Um, you know, it has vegetables and whatnot, but it's very like kind of like a tamarind sour soup, and it's just oh, it's so good. And mm. oh, that sounds good. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, like I said, a lot of a lot of chicken, a lot of pork. We love pork, lechon. Um, Motherfucking lecho. Yeah, but my mom, she like she loved everything. She loved to bake, um, just you know, cookies, brownies, whatever. And she <laughs> just yeah. My mom was a bomb cook, and she just loved playing around with you know, in the kitchen. Anything she could whip up. And then once we got cable, you know, she you know had the Food Network, and then Iron Chef came on, and she was trying to make all this shit. <laughs> nice oh. Iron Chef, you know, like, That's and like you know, and just after that, sky's the limit, you know. But yeah, my mom was always a, a bomb cook and she kept us well fed and fat you know eventually and <laughs> Dude, that's awesome man. I, think, I think Benny when I really started like fucking with you was when we um, we were ho- hosting like a small like watch party for the the Asian games that was happening and the opening draw was uh, South Korea Philippines yeah and Benny comes over with Monty but Benny comes over with at uh, like 6 in the morning mm-hmm. with chicharron and fucking Filipino beer like, we, were not, <laughs> we were not ready but he just yeah. brought over this rack of this stuff and we're just like okay I respect that shit yeah. I would not go to your house without bringing us over like pears and shit so, <laughs> pears? Yeah, it's, it's the Korean thing no, it's pears really pears well this is the thing is I didn't understand it till I went to Korea. But whenever Koreans go to visit someone's house, they always bring a box of some type of fruit. Right. And I didn't get it till I went to markets in Korea and saw how fucking expensive fruits are. Uh, like uh, a but water. They're, but they're more delicious than they are here. I don't know. There was a seventy dollar watermelon. I don't care fuck how <laughs> that shit is. I ain't paying no seventy dollars for a watermelon. And a box of pears was like eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts, dog. Like golden pears, pears. golden Asian. So pears. now when like you know like people bring over fruits, I'm like, yo, that's just tight. Yeah. <laughs> I respect. I'm it. with the fancy fruit game, man. I think it makes a difference. It's not even yeah. fancy fruits, dog. You no, but some of them are good, man. So they got these. They got some different level fruits. You, you're only saying that because I don't think you've ever had. Bro, yeah. I, well, I just months. came like go to Thailand if you want fruits, bro. Okay, like that shit's the 
mecca of fruits. Yeah, I know. But yeah, that's another thing my mom taught me is like you go over to someone's house, especially for the first time you go to someone's house, you always got to bring something, you know. Like yeah, this is it's the Asia way. Like yeah. uh, with Koreans, whenever it's like a housewarming thing, you always bring over toilet paper. Yeah. What? Yeah. Toilet paper? So I the never first housewarming party. Paper. Does that symbolize something? It's just like you ain't got to buy fucking toilet paper. It's <laughs> 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 be good if there's an emergency. For, for Filipinos, it's like the, the, the fortune plant, like the money tree. Or oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good ass gift, too. Yeah. Filipinos, Chinese, like, yeah, they do the money plant. I fucking love that. Wait, so what happened at the Asian games? What was the result? Terrible. It was what you guys it was it like three four zero? Yeah, I think it was three zero. But um, man, you know what? It was the fir- it was the first time the Philippines was ever in yeah. the, in the Asian <laughs> yeah. Cup. All right, so it it just to be there was great. That's but, tight though. Like yeah. honestly, like the the fact that you're there. Like we got you know Vietnamese homies that are in, in our group that like they never get to watch the World yeah, Cup. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like, awesome, man. It was it, we had our little um, like Asian football contingent with with us, you and Monty representing the the Asian football conference yeah. over here. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is fucking cool. Yeah, Fuck Australia, they beat us like a few years ago. <laughs> fucking Monty. But it's fucking you know as well as like so Benny has been real like cordial and funny and just telling a lot of jokes. And then yo when. The, when the Philippines had a shot on goal, man, shit changed. He's like, fuck it, we're gonna score. Fuck it, fuck it. And I was like, oh, what? Where's the, where's the smoke coming from? He wasn't, he wasn't a couple of uh, Filipino beers deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I brought, okay, so yeah, I brought the chicharron and I brought uh, Red Horse, which is like the, the best, strongest beer in the yeah. Philippines. It's like 9.8%. Are you fucking kidding? That's yeah. what we were drinking. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why we were so twisted that morning. Yeah, oh, my God, dude. It was before the before the sunrise. I remember that. Yeah, I mean the way Filipinos fun. move as far as their food goes is pretty Asian Mexican, though. Just a yeah, lot, of, a lot yeah. of pork, a lot of beer. Yeah, that's why, that's why that's why a lot of people consider like, oh, Filipinos are like you know the, the Mexican. Asians, yeah, but then know. in essence, they're really the the Asian black people because they, <laughs> they sing and dance the best. Fuckers. <laughs> There's a lot of good Filipino dancers, man. Bro, and, and that's the, one and thing the singers is nuts. Yeah. Like their their karaoke game. Like Koreans got a bomb karaoke game too, but the Filipinos got that soulful voice. Yeah, that's Koreans why I, got that cute squeaky voice shit. <laughs> like, but when Sharice Pimpinko could come out and fucking bust the Whitney Houston <laughs> song, god damn. That's why. That's why our, our karaoke has like the like the number. Uh, or like the number great like if you get a grade you get like 100% or 90% because like we karaoke to compete you know yeah. like there's a low key competition like when the mic bring, comes yeah. out yeah karaoke serious in Asia like like they have single rooms in Korea where literally there's just <laughs> space for one singular person to stand in that room and just sing your fucking heart out. They might as well be recording booths, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, like, they, like they literally they do it for practice. Like that's like or I don't know what they do, but I've seen rooms where it's for like one person to stand in. I'm just like, what the fuck? And those shits are your reps in. Those shits are open like during the day too. They're yeah, like during the reps in. Get your lunchtime reps in, you know? Eat your quick, you know, quick ten minute lunch. For the next 50 Wait, minutes, you're serious, in the booth. Serious question. A little serious. Okay. At the ESPYs, when Drake was hosting. <laughs> oh, my God. When he fucking pretended to be Manny Pacquiao dude. and did the Frozen Let It Go. Was that offensive? That was, or was that... No, was that, that shit was... Dude, okay, 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 dude. Okay. Especially, like... Yeah, that well, shit was... Especially not, by Drake, like... He, he, he did... He wasn't, it wasn't even condescending. If it was a terrible fucking... Uh, yeah. um, impersonation, like... And man, I would have been offended, maybe. Shit like but that. it was, it was, singing it was pretty before. fucking on point. It was pretty on point. And, just, and the shit that he said, like the, what do you say? Um, 
uh, oh, uh, I don't uh, worry about uh, Floyd Mayweather because it's like, what was it? What was the line? It was like, oh, it's June, so I don't worry about the Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> It was like so hilarious. So no, nah, it wasn't. It was offensive. And like, I, I don't even know what this is. What happened? It was. Oh, it was Lincoln, a, Lincoln bio. Below the, it's okay. Pretty much the. Because I know ESPN the list, I'm just trying to help the listeners. Yeah, there, you know? yeah. For the well, during the ESPYS, you know, they do like little sketches, and Drake did a sketch, and he um, he was playing uh, Manny Pacquiao. And like in a recording booth, in a recording booth, because uh, Manny, yeah. like Manny Pacquiao, he was in uh, episode twenty four seven, which is like you know the docu series for for HBO uh, mm-hmm. when they used to cover boxing, and uh, there was an episode where or Manny Pacquiao he was in a recording session because he loves to sing, he loves to play guitar, he loves to sing, and uh, you know he sang uh, Frozen, Let It Go, Let It Go, yeah, or uh, no, he sang another song, but it was pretty ridiculous too, and he was just like he doesn't have the greatest voice in the world, but he's going for it, he's, he's going for it, yeah, and he's, he loves to sing, he just belts out and. During the ESPYS, you know, Drake did a little uh, sketch, um, you know, kind of making fun, not making fun of that, but you know, just because you know, no, it was I making we were fun. Have a it was like, yeah, but I didn't. Everyone thought it was hilarious. I was not offended at okay, all. Okay, you know? okay. Yeah. I felt bad laughing for a second. But I was like, oh no, to me that shit was hilarious. Good. I just wish Drake okay. had done something wrong so I could give my whole opinion about Drake. But I'll save that for like, oh my god, like if this tweet, yeah, no, if 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 Matt if he if Manny wasn't such a fucking G on on his own, like. You know. Yeah, because he would sing a Frozen song, but you can't make fun <laughs> yeah, of him because he'll fuck you up. Yeah, he'll knock you out. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, that was great, Manny. Yeah. That, 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 that's, the, that's the beauty of, of, of Manny, dude. Like, you know, he there's like a soft side to him, and then there's this other side that, you know, that will, that will not hesitate to yeah. fuck you up, you know? There's the, the revived side, the, yeah. the Christian side. Yeah. Nice uh, and Oh, Christian Manny. Okay, so <laughs> uh, so there's two there's two sides of Manny Pacquiao. There's, there was the Roman Catholic... Manny Pacquiao, who would drink, gamble, kind of—he was kind of a womanizer back in his day. Mm-hmm. And then there's the 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 born again Christian Manny, who mm-hmm. doesn't do any of that shit, mm-hmm. and who you know has mercy on his opponents. You know, <laughs> I not—I I love the Roman Catholic Manny Pacquiao that would knock motherfuckers yeah. out, you know, and they had no mercy. Is that when he had the flames on the trunks, bro? That's the no fear, the no, no fear, the no fear Manny. Damn. Yeah, man. How early were you on Manny? Oh, dude! Like ever since he had a like a pay per view fight in the in the in the states, I think it was um, I don't uh, Mark maybe the first Marquez or the first Barrera. Mm. I can't remember which one it was. It was either the first Mark, the second Marquez, or the first Barrera fight. Um, but pretty early on, like two thousand and. Four, two thousand three. Oh yeah. And you were already and, in boxing. You were into boxing already. Oh uh, my 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 grand my grandpa. Always like to watch like Tyson fights. We would, we, you know, we would see some of the Tyson <coughs> fights and whatnot, and um, and that was pretty much to the extent, you know, Holyfield and like the bigger names. I, I never, I never really watched uh, Mayweather. You know, after after the whole Tyson era ended, you know, boxing kind of went down. Yeah, bit, yeah. You know, the heavyweights. Like, yeah, were and then there, like there was that. only like a, you know, a, a few heads that were you know pay per view worthy where it would you know gather like a whole, you know, country to to come and watch. And then you know once once Manny you know came out into into the states uh, and started causing a commotion in the boxing world, of course Filipinos jump on that. Right. Yeah, you know? right. Someone to actually like look towards, you yeah. know, in the you know in, yeah in the sports world. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot. And there. it's one of the hardest sports too. Yeah. Like just yeah, sure. man. The most to get to that level. Right. Of, yeah, man. So. I mean, there's there's uh, there's other than World Cup soccer and like that kind of. 
kind of tribalism and stuff, there's probably nothing else that gets as competitive with like how they set up a fight with like different ethnicities yeah, and races countries. other than boxing, dude. And yeah. and I've I never knew what it felt like to have a horse in that fight, but you like grew up with Manny as yeah. a, as your guy. So you go ebbs and flows and ups and downs within twelve rounds at a time, right? That's yeah. why it's 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 crazy how um how like uh even like like football supporter culture kinda goes into boxing with, with certain countries like Mexico, uh, Argentina, uh, the UK, like they're, they're, they have the same type of energy they bring to a football match to a boxing match. Right. You know, like they do the chant you hear. Sometimes in some stadiums you'll hear like horns and shit like in, hmm. in Argentina. So for someone like in Argentina, like uh, um, Marcos Maidana or um, Tyson Fury mm-hmm. in, from the UK, um, you know uh, Canelo. You know sometimes you'll hear like those chants you hear at at, at, at soccer matches, you know at boxing matches. So mm. that, that's also cool to see. I, like like you said, it's like a world world sport that brings like different countries together, and that's why I after after Manny, after being such a big fan of Manny, I became a huge boxing fan. Mm. I was like, you know, I'm not gonna be like one of those guys. Like, oh, you know, I, because I have a dog in the fight. You know, that's the only reason why I'm a, yeah, yeah. a fan of the sport. I, I started following like a whole bunch of different fighters and fell in love with the sport and uh yeah man but I, I other other than other than you know lafc i think boxing and, and basketball are, are, are up there for me has, has lafc made it harder yo it's, it's so hard man mm-hmm. it's so hard like i'm talking about in portland right? i miss oh, shit, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean i miss uh, yeah i miss i miss the the uh what you call it the aj fight i had the joshua fight which yeah. i was so pissed because i was i was team aj man he got knocked out but <laughs> Hey, that's there's, that, only, there's only there's only room for one full blown yeah. obsession at a time. Yeah, you know, right? yeah, exactly. And you know, I chose I choose LAFC over everything. I barely even I barely even followed the the Lakers season this past yeah. this past year, bro. And it wasn't much to follow. It wasn't much to follow, but like still, still yeah. it was like LeBron. Like it was like a some, it's exactly. something that you should follow. Yeah. You know? Um. But but you know, no no regrets whatsoever, man. Like the the just just being so involved, like and heavily invested in, uh, time, energy, and just. You know, and I wouldn't have any other way. And speaking of time and energy, we're going to take a little break of ours and we're going to get exactly into how Benny uses time and energy to be a capo in 3252. <laughs> Damn, you're that. getting real good at segues, hey, bro. I'm trying really to do what I do, player. Back here, FCFC Pond. We're here with Benny Thrifts. Hey. And um, during the commercial break here, <laughs> Benny was trying to trying to offload some gifts oh, into yeah. our laps. Let me let me bring those out. Bring those out. And uh, if there's if there's one secret to to getting good content out of here, it's give us gifts. I think that's that's been proven time to time. Actually, again. no, stop bringing yeah. us gifts, man. It makes us, it burdensome. Uh, like you guys are <laughs> gifting itself. So oh. so first so first to the to the host. Uh, the host of the the, the house Dweez. backyard, Dweezy. Oh. I got. I don't know if you have it. I heard I heard in the last episode that you sometimes like to bring out your record player out here. Dude, uh, man. So you know you got the you got the sample of Juicy. Dude. dude, I don't even know how to pronounce fine. that group this name. This is a fine. Tell yeah. me. Oh my god, dude. Too so me. this is too a yeah. I think it's Tume. Yeah, and Tume. Juicy fruit. Yeah, man. Which the sample 
of Big E. And uh, something to put your tea. Some... But the cover is incredible. Come on, guys. Oh, my so God. I'm That's gonna... old school. <laughs> what you guys don't know, and what Sachi doesn't know, is she's getting this at 7 in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> because how I wake her up in the morning is I throw on whatever record I'm feeling for that day. And just Sick. get the day moving. Dude, one Dewey's a relationship day. corner, man. I've been seeing this segment too. This is going to. This, I have a feeling this is going to be become one of her Jesus favorites. I can, I can already just tell. I can already just, tell. just like you don't want to wake up for Thursday. And now all of a sudden you want to wake up for Thursday. All right, the world's a good place if you got music like that coming out. Benny, there's a second thing Thank on the you, table. Benny. One second, this, this, this is this also for Dweezy. Something, I don't know if this is made for tea, but it's something, if it is, it's something pretty baller to put your tea in. I don't Holy know. Shit. You put the candle underneath there and it keeps the tea warm. I don't know. Whoa, you can use it as a vase. Bro. I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> Benny dropped a solid gold I, 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 I saw that the, I saw that at the thrift store like two, like, like two weeks ago. So, so I, Benny, I what we have here <laughs> is, I would say, about twice the size of my head tall. <laughs> The size of my head round, Bunsen burner <laughs> adjacent device, which actually I think I have had tea out of something like this when I was in Russia. Yeah, it's something like, they, like Russian do, like, or Turkish. You're right. They put a little, they put a little thing here, and it kind of keeps it warm. Yeah, wow. and you can just. Dude, That's this crazy. Is That's beautiful. Thank you, man. No problem, man. Oh my god. What a yeah, Drifters are wild. Drifters. Yeah, for, for Sam was kind of tough to tough to shop for to be honest. I wasn't sure. I was trying to find a, a something Hennessy related or something, but for you I got I got this uh, Laker warm up for you. Hey, whoa. <laughs> and a and a Crown Royal uh, jersey. Oh, okay. What a what beauty. The- Yo, Yo fold, the, fold out that fold out that warm up. Let's see what's on the back there. I think we need it. Just, just yeah, it like but, but yeah, it's, it's like early two thousands. Oh, I like warm up so fucking good. All right, oh, so what? Yeah, like, do I lick your back when they were, <laughs> back 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 when they were good, man? They got Crown Royal jersey. Holy yes. shit. Yo. Oh, with the back, with the back. Oh, of the you got the Jose Cuervo on there too. Yeah, Captain bro. and everyone except Hennessy, but you know, I thought Yo, that was pretty fly. This is so sick, bro. Thank you no so problem. much. And then I, I already sent you a picture of this when I first found it, but for you, I got a. This is actually pretty dope. The, the oh, seal, 1988 seal, uh, USA wrestling. Holy shit! The Olympics, 1988. I found that at the Rose Bowl uh, flea market. I saw oh that. I was God. like, yo, someone's gonna like That's this. That's beautiful, yeah. man. I wanted to get that for you. And this also, is a, the Seoul 88 USA wrestling yeah. crew neck sweater in white. Look at this. Our what? Texas Vietnamese soccer player <laughs> with the fucking Seoul wrestling sweater on. You know me, I'm out here. Hey. I'm out here. Oh, dude, fuck, I love it. Yo, that, thank so you so much, much though. So, uh, and also this. I had this. Oh! I already had this. I already had this. So I was like, "Yo, holy like, shit!" Josh, narrate, narrate for the people what you're holding. This is like a Patrick Ewing um, plastic cup. That's like an arcade. Like you put your quarters in here and all that shit. This, oh, that a Looney Tunes too. collaboration. Jesus, this looks familiar too. Yeah, those McDonald's. Was you this also yeah. McDonald's? Yeah, they gave those out at McDonald's. Dude. Oh my God, Ben. Thank you for blessing it? us with this stuff. Course, yeah, this is another one of those memory I'm joggers. Sure. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> I'm, I know these these colors all too well. Drifters trip me out. Dude, we've been talking a lot about Patrick Ewing's dick recently on the on, uh, <laughs> on our text chat. What? <laughs> the legendary young dude. Young dude's brought it up, knowing my Nick's uh, my Nick's anatomy skills. But uh, Patrick, you a legend. I love you. I saw you in Fort Lee, New Jersey, one time, and I circled around you in my car, and I said. Pad, you my hero, and you just pointed at me, and I fucking love you forever for that. Yeah, I used for that to, point. I used to wear Hoyle's fucking gear 
because of Patrick oh. Ewing back in Really? The day. Yeah. Dude, this is beautiful, man. Georgetown? Yeah. Georgetown Hoyts? Georgetown, yeah. I remember that was a big thing, like, in the 90s. Yeah, well, the what? college teams with, like, yeah. uh, University of Miami popping off. But and then I remember a lot of cats up. in L.A. would be rocking... Georgetown stuff. Yeah, it was weird. I don't yeah, know what it was. The was, it, was it a gang thing related thing? I never really got that. Well, probably. I mean, it's probably because uh, the logo was a dog, right? Yeah, yeah it, was it was a bulldog. And then the, the bulldog little bobblehead shits were popping off yeah. during that time. You remember yeah, the one that yeah. everyone had in their and car? And it was like dark navy blue, too. So yeah. It might be that. Yeah, this fucking episode just making you nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. This shit is crazy. Well, shit, this, I mean, this is about as good a time as any. Let's get into the thrifting, man. Like, how yeah. did you get into this universe? Oh, what is man. this universe? What is the scope of it? I've been to the Rose Bowl flea market several yeah. times, and I look at like one of the booths and I, it catches my attention for like half the time I'm there. Jesus, yeah. I have to do a manage. Rose Bowl flea episode, man. <laughs> Walking around Live at the flea. The oh my Dude, God. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Tell it, us a little how you got yeah, into this. Yeah, it all, it all kind of started with uh, with my grandfather. Um, you know, he, he himself loved going to uh, garage sales and dragging me with him. And, uh, you know, and sometimes he would drag me with him to just like drive up and down residential areas and and see what people <coughs> kind of leave on their leave on their driveways because some people will, like drop off uh will leave out bikes you know to just give away or like pieces of furniture and you know my grandpa would pick those things up and kind of bring them back to the house and use them somehow like kind of like paint repaint the the bike gold and give it to me he did that he actually did that one time he gave yeah. me a, it was a girl's bike and i got made fun of uh, because it was a girl's bike, and, but it was painted gold, and he's like, he gave it to me, and he's like, here, you, you have a bike now, you know, and I would use that bike until like, you know, the wheels fell, fell off, you know, and um, you know, he was always just, just that type of guy, like a really like, by definition, like a really thrifty guy, like a very frugal guy, yeah, and just kind of like, you know, whatever he had, you know, he he used it to the best of his ability, and um, you know, like I said, you know, he would take us to garage sales and whatnot, and the occasional thrift store. And, um, but once, when I really started going to thrift shopping, it was with uh, my brother, Joe. Um, you know, uh, it was back when like FUBU and stuff like that was hey. in. And so like, you'd be able to find those things like at thrift stores or like other places like Marshall's, you know, mm -hmm. but, you know? And so like, we would go to the thrift stores and just, uh, you know, try to find the things that people were wearing or try to find something that looked like it, you know? Mm. And then. Uh, early in elementary school, like six, six, seventh grade, uh, we, I would go thrift shopping with my best friend. Um, like two blocks away from, two, three blocks away from our, our elementary school, there was a, a small thrift store right next to actually uh, a Rite Aid. You know, so we would go to Rite Aid, we'd get like ice cream, we'd get some chocolate malted crunch, and right next door was a thrift store. So we would get off of the school and we'd go thrift shopping, and you know, we would just pick up whatever we could. And, um, yeah, man, and like he, he uh, you know, that guy was my best friend, and you know, we ended up going to the Rose Bowl flea market back in, back in like two thousand one, two thousand two, and I would go with my brother there too, mm -hmm. and um, you know, we would just try to find the weirdest shit. You know, like my my collection started off with with pins, uh -huh. something small, whatever I could afford, you know, and I would ask my grandpa for like twenty bucks or whatever, mm -hmm. and you know, I'd buy like a t-shirt here, uh, pin there, whatever, and I just loved collecting the most random things that I could find. Pez dispensers. I had a collection of Pez dispensers. <laughs> you know, so it was just like my, my, yeah. My like, see, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, as a, yeah, yeah. I just never would even think to start collecting. Yeah. I, I was the worst with shit like that. I don't even buy shit that I need. 
like so like to think of collecting stuff like just for like to hold it there when i was younger like this whole conversation is just tapping into like a part of young younger younger dweez mm-hmm. where i loved collecting stuff dude i like mm-hmm. would collect too much stuff that was my problem and i'd start like 1900 collections <coughs> before i'd ever build a collection out you know what I'm <laughs> yeah yeah man and my, my grandpa him, him himself he had a, a really funky uh, fashion sense and mm. he would wear too much cologne he had <laughs> so many leather jackets and he would go to like these uh, seniors like senior centers and they would have like different like dances like different theme dances so he would go in his Hawaiian shirt he had like big glasses and whatnot and he just always looked swag the fuck out and I always like admired my grandpa like dude like you're like you're, you're so old but like <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you still like you He's, still try to look your best. Yeah, you know yeah. he still prided himself in like how he looked, and like he he loved rocking like floral shirts and uh, you know just something straight out of like the seventies. And <laughs> that's a, that's something I always admired admired him uh, for. And one of the things like I got from I actually stole from his uh, wardrobe and got made fun of. But I love I always loved members only jackets, and I started yeah. wearing this shit. Like in high school, and mm. this was one of his that he, that you know I took from him, oh and God. like people used to make fun of me, like, "Oh, are you the only member?" <laughs> <laughs> or like I'd be in class, and like fuckers would like take off the straps and like take them off like that. But four years later, when they members only jackets came back into style, fuckers were hitting me up, yeah. like, "Yo, like, where Wait, do I?" Didn't Benny have one? Yeah, of those? I, uh, after after I had that one, I started buying more. I started finding a bunch more. I have like this is a beautiful jacket. Yeah, man. Benny's but it's like a cream color, right? Yeah, it's like mm. a cream color yeah yeah i have them like it's in like, like in 10 Benny different skin tone yeah <laughs> nice khaki ass mestizo yeah uh no i have them like in 10 different colors man and that was like another one of my collections is a members only jacket collection and just because like, i fell in love with it just because of you know my grandpa and he kind of turned me on to uh you know just different different things like that and um he had a crazy ass uh um just wardrobe he i remember he had um the if you're familiar with some of the vintage Nike tees, he had the remember you guys know Bo Nose, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had the uh, you don't know Diddley, oh, shit. Uh, which is one of the most like sought after Nike shirts. And like, he had he had that, and I always loved it. But like, my, I believe my brother still has it. Kind of like later on in life, my grandpa cut it into like a crazy deep U neck <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why he did that because it was becoming tight on him, I uh, guess, but he just wanted to cut it, so he cut it up. So that's like one of my personal grills right there is to find one that's in my size. You don't Actually, all the shirts that my grandpa had are kind of like my personal grills. Like when people ask you like, oh, like what are like what are like the best like sought after t-shirts? I was like, oh, there's a bunch of, like right now it's all about the rap tees and whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but for me, it's like those personal grills that something that my grandpa had, he had that, he had a, um, he had a really dope uh, I Survived the LA Riots shirt. Sick. And so I'm still searching for that for that same t-shirt. It's like a black one with like white lettering and whatnot. And it has like the pictures of like the, the crazy like riot scenes in the back. But yeah, those are my those are my own personal grails. Like some, you know, some of the stuff that my grandpa had. Damn, and like grails, my, dude. Yeah. I, love, I love this word. This is like, wow. It's perfect word to describe it, but... Like I don't know nothing about thrifting. I wouldn't even know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if without this conversation. It's, yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. Cause um, it's it's over the past like ten years or so, it's become like a subculture of, of LA yeah. and um, or just just, just the world, just the world in in, in general. Um, you know, people they're paying top dollar for for you know secondhand things is is kind of crazy. And like when 
obviously it was kind of foreign to me uh, when this kind of popped off because, you know, I've been doing it ever since I was a kid and it was just something I enjoyed doing. It was like a pastime. It was uh, a hobby of mine. And, uh, but something I was really like kind of passionate about. I just loved finding like random trinkets, toys, things that I grew up with, like these cups that we're drinking out of. Um, anything that, you know, I had a connection with. I don't, I'm not like one of those guys, I don't like to think of myself one of those guys that, that always like constantly live in the past, but I feel like you, you can't really forget about your past because it's like, you know, who you are. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's what made you into the person you are today. Um, so it's like little things like this that, you know, I hold on to uh, just to kind of remember that, you know what I mean? These days, know. nothing sells like sex and nostalgia. <laughs> That's it. Those are the top ways to sell shit right now. Yeah, man. Preferably at the same time. Yeah. Oh, you gonna fuck someone old? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. Wait, wait, I'm just saying. That's what it sounded like. It's true, though. That's true. Man. I mean, Ben, I was, I, I met you at a, at a Rose Bowl flea market one yeah. time and just talking to you about, like, kind of just the behavior of people and who are trying to, like, go to your booth and stuff like that. And you were telling me that, because I, the one, one rule of thumb I found was, like, you just, you just follow the Japanese-looking person around. <laughs> And you just you will find some treasure, <laughs> but I and I came there at like eleven or at noon, right? Yeah. And then you were telling me that all the real, real Japanese junkies who come out to Rose Bowl, they get there at like seven in the morning. No, before that, head, man. Have, before that. Before that, yeah, because like we, I get there at three thirty to check in to go through the gates Jesus. and set up three thirty in the morning, and then they kind of open the gates like at like four or five. Uh-huh. People like pay like an early bird special um, price, but even before that, when you're when you're getting your racks out of your fucking trunk, there's already people. Not only Japanese, but yeah, there's a lot of Japanese people. <laughs> there's a, there's a whole bunch of buyers in the parking lot already going through your shit. They don't even they don't even say like, oh, is it okay if I go through your shit? They're just like going through your rack and whatnot. Just like oh, how much is this? How much is this? How much is this? You know, oh, this while, while you're this is while you're trying to get yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're just, yeah, you're just trying to put things on your rack so you can take things from your rack from the parking Jeez. lot to your spot inside the Rose Bowl. Uh, inside the lot, you know, so it, it's it's crazy, man. Like, like it's like you said, like there's, yeah, there's a lot of heads from Jap- from Japan who buy here or just here for the fucking weekend, and then they take that shit back to Japan and sell it for, you know, yeah. however much, you know. It's, all it's, all the best um, Ralph Ralph Lauren vintage is in yeah. Japan right yeah, now. It's because uh, of of things like this, and yeah. you're saying like people walk in with like headlamps on and they're <laughs> yeah, out there. <laughs> Just yeah. shopping yeah. like that. Yeah. Huh? You know the Asian farms don't give a fuck about looking crazy. Oh, though. Yeah. They're, they're, they're about their They pride business. themselves. It's it's become like... They're here for a good time, not a long time. It's yeah. crazy how, how much the Rose Bowl has changed like over the years. I'm pretty, there was, I've always remembered like Japanese buyers. Obviously, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's gotten a little crazier over the years. But uh, before, it was just like normal people who like to buy antiques, you know, yeah. who like to buy vintage clothing. Now it's a fucking fashion show over there. Like it, it's kind of it's it's cool, but at the same time it's like, hey, hey. It, it, it's kind of turned into kind of a circus, you know. But I, I, I you know, I see the good and the bad in it. Yeah. Um, you know, because people are coming in in thousand dollar outfits, yeah, vintage, which is yeah, man, yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's pretty wild. And um, you like, I, I don't like to sound like a, like a person that's hating, but like. I don't know. It's just it's taken something that uh, that I grew like I grew up loving and something I was passionate about, and see it to kind of turn into so like thrifting got gentrified. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, dude. Or it just it just became mainstream. It just blew yeah. up, which is also a good thing too. Well, like basically, thrifting kind of turned into hype beasting now. 
Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like they'll they'll go in there with their Jordans that they just yeah. paid 400, 500 bucks for. And then they're looking for a shirt from like 30 years ago. Yeah. Or it's like. It and they're re- going to pay 400, 500 bucks for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It, re- <laughs> so it just reminds me of like what's, what's like I'll have conversations with people and in like um, people that grew up with like, you know, the early days of hip hop and like how it kind of like. Yeah, turned yeah, to yeah. turned to one thing and became so commercialized. Right. Now everyone's doing, it, you know, like yeah, right. it's it's a good and a bad thing, you know. Right. Yeah, you know. So it's, but you know, you now I'm now I'm in it. Now I'm a seller. I became everything that I that I hate. Because <laughs> <laughs> like because like around like 2012 when I went back to the Rose Bowl, I took like a, like a three year hiatus. I went there as a buyer and you know I was buying shit and I couldn't believe the prices. And you know, I'm like, I'll never become that person. You know, I'll never become that person. And now I'm that. Now I'm hey. that guy selling fucking three hundred dollar t-shirts and Yo, shit. Shout out to selling out, man. CFC <laughs> Pod can get along. Money, boy. Yeah. 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 Yo, global yeah. football is fucking awesome, man. Let's keep going. <laughs> the Billionaires Club, baby. Nah, but you know, like, I, I would love to get to a point where, like, after I sell a good amount of stuff, to actually have my own store and like um, sell affordable. You know vintage stuff because you know I, I i would rather be nitpicky and sell to only the people that like really love like this shirt and not just sell to someone that's going to resell the shirt yeah. you know what i mean you know that's why i know because there's a lot of sellers that are kind of well-known resellers you know at the rose bowl you see them like oh i see that i've seen that guy in a docu series on hypebeast or you know everyone knows uh, sean, sean witherspoon, witherspoon. Uh-huh. yeah or the guy or patrick did you, sell, did you sell him a four hundred dollar t-shirt or something like that? uh no not four hundred dollars <laughs> he, he only spent like a hundred dollars with me but like even those guys are are are, are, are penny pinchers and it's kind of crazy because i like dude i know what you're gonna sell this for in your store yeah, yeah. but i res- i respect the hustle i respect that they're, they're still bargain shoppers but it's like come on man like but part of it seems like to me like on the outside looking in part of like the rules the unwritten rules of this universe is like if you're gonna go find a grail or like a grail adjacent piece or something yeah. that's like you know really special adjacent, like that. you got to do the work yourself yeah like this isn't yeah. like google that shit and wait for the you know what i mean yeah. wait for the price to go below 750 dollars yeah like i'm willing to you know i really want this thing but as long as i don't have to leave my job to go get it right, it, right. It, like the respect is like okay i'm gonna go find it myself yeah and sometimes that means digging sometimes and even the if i have the budget but if i'm yeah. like put my you know feet on the ground boots on the ground like gonna go find it yeah. i'm gonna go buy it i'm gonna it's gonna suit like yeah. my purpose in this way or the other right. yeah and i think that's that's i get that like there's there's definitely a like of that in like the streetwear community at least before right where it's like this this piece or this t-shirt will give you the same amount of respect on the street as like a louis louis belt or something like that but this t-shirt's like 40 bucks so if you can get it camping online for mm-hmm. a day like that's worth it to kids who are waiting online forever yeah. now that that's becoming so commercialized like you see yeah. all the the fine vultures kind of come through yeah. and like trying to pick off these kids one by one yeah. but there's an ethic of like there, there's a it's like a democratic way to get into really really um precious stuff you know right like Dude. were you there at um did you see that whole like union jordan shit happen at, at the rose or was that yeah like, yeah i was, was there that kind of that like day. a commercial like, yeah commercial thing? yeah yeah what they, is that what are we talking about it was like uh what they do they uh they they came out with these like union and jordan uh collaboration union is like a you know brand and it was like a jordan collaboration and um they were selling it at a pop-up booth like on the low at the Rose Bowl, and so people were going up to these no box, yeah, 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 like yeah, that. no box, just the shoe itself. Like, and so people were going up to the to that booth and looking at the shoe, like, yo, like, uh, what is this shoe? I've never seen it before. Like, oh, that's a Union uh, Jordan uh, collab. 
or did they, is that what they call it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and then they're like, they're like, yeah, like this doesn't look real. Right, right, like right. I've never heard of this collab ever. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a legit collab, and people were just passing it up, and it, he was selling it for you know retail price or whatever, right, right. or a pretty pretty reasonable price, and people were just passing up on it. Like, no, nah, that's that looks fake to me. Right. <laughs> now, it's, now, now it's resale, and it was like one like sneaker of the year and shit. Now it's yeah. reselling for like eight hundred dollars, right? Yeah, but so it's, it was a social experiment though. Right. It was it was pretty funny. But yeah, like 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 you were saying, like I don't know. A lot of these things that I've been selling are things that I've been holding on for like ten plus years. Yeah. So that that's why like I have emotional attachment yeah. to a how lot do you just, of pieces. How do you pieces. decide? How do you decide? I mean, I'm assuming <sighs> at some point you have sold some of your your grandpa's yeah. stuff, right? No, no, no never. never. Is that, is that so, untouchable? Nah, that's untouchable, man. Okay. Like I'll Respect never, I'll yeah, never right. sell that. There, I still have the very one of the very first T-shirts I bought. I actually brought it with me, and like it's just a, <clears> it's, just, it's just a simple like T-shirt. It's like a ringer tee. It's California. This is like one of the first T-shirts I ever bought, like with my own money when I was like in like sixth yeah. grade or whatever. It's just California, whatever, has palm yeah. trees. And like I still have this to this day, and I'll never fucking sell it. Like you could offer me a thousand dollars, and I'll never sell it. And it's, it doesn't have that much value, but it's you know sentimental value to myself. Right. Um, but like yeah, like my grandpa's clothes, I would never sell my grandpa's clothes. And but yeah, um, after a while, like uh, I just I collected and collected over the years, like thrift stores, swap meets, eBay buys, you know, you name it. I was collecting everything. And like I would wear something at least once, and I put it back like in the in the bin. And um, you know, I would I would love to hold on to everything, but you know, there there were times like uh, you know in the in like 2008 when I was living by myself. Um, you know, I was like, okay, now I really kind of have to start selling like these some of these items. So I would sell like. It was a lot of Raider shit, actually. I knew, like, Raider shit sold. Yeah, Especially yeah. at the time, like, a lot of people were looking for, like, Los Angeles Raiders, like, for NWA. Like, anything yeah. NWA was wearing, all the starter jackets. So I would buy those and flip them for a good amount of money. And that that and that would be, like, my money for, for a while, you know. I, I only really sold when I needed the money. And so, but, I, you know, I, then I can continue to kept, keep uh, kept on collecting. And um, just noticed, like, damn, I have a lot of shit and a lot of people are getting into this game, into this mm. market, and a lot of these people aren't, <laughs> I hate to sound like a hater, but a lot of these people are, are fucking fake as fuck. And like, <laughs> and they're not really about it, man. Like, they're not passionate about it. They're just like, oh, I, I can make money off of this. Yeah, you know, they're yeah, not, yeah. they're not, they don't look at a t-shirt and be like, yo, this is, this is dope. Like, you don't appreciate like the, the texture of the, of the fabric. They right, don't, right. they don't appreciate It's transactional. Yeah. <coughs> it's yeah. transactional. It's like, people like, like you know like what you know, factory it was yeah. in. Like, when it started moving overseas <laughs> you, and stuff. Yeah, right? they don't look at the details and like, think about like the screen printing process of like a full on, full on color, uh, you know, t-shirt. And, um, you know, it's just people like, oh, that's dope. Oh, that's a wrap tee or blah, blah, blah. That's a Tupac tee. That'll sell for 500 to $1,000, whatever. Like that's all they see. They see is money, and yeah, see, yeah. And, and that's my problem with it. Because like, I, like I said, I grew up with it. I, you know, I grew to love it. It was one of my passions, one of my hobbies. And to see it kind of like hoard out like that, mm. kind of pisses me off, you know. But I try, I try not to be a scumbag with my prices. You know, I actually like, I, I, I sell with like, uh, like three other guys. You know, and like my prices tend to be lower than theirs. You know, and but they, they have pretty quality stuff. But they, a lot, of, a lot of other buyers buy from other buyers. You know, and gotcha. and that's something I try not to do. 
it is becoming a little harder because now thrift stores, there's not a lot of uh, nonprofit thrift stores anymore. Mm. A lot of them, you know, they have owners and, you know, they mark up prices like today. I was at a thrift store and um, there was like $40 t-shirts. It was like a t-shirt Fucking that was, crazy. yeah, it was a t-shirt that was like from like 2013, but it was like a Leonard, Leonard Skinner uh, t-shirt. It was like 40 bucks. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you're just like, now you give me some names. What are, what are the good ones? What are the bad ones? Uh, I mean, like, I still go to Goodwills because, like, you'll still find $2 t-shirts there. Yeah, yeah, You know, like, they, but even, even Goodwill, like, they have, like, their, um, the people that, you know, <coughs> that, to look at the, to look at the stuff and they'll appraise uh, certain, uh, like, furniture or, um. Do you focus mostly on clothing or is it just... No, man. I've, oh, yeah. That's, see, I, like, how do you know where to stop? I, that's, <coughs> you, you don't, man, because I was... Like, do you just, like, get I was really you? in I was really into, uh... Like one of one of the other first things I bought actually with my brother, I think it, it might have been the second trip to the Rose Bowl, was uh, me and my brother went halfies on, uh, on three Herman Miller chairs. Wow. And yeah, and like my brother kind of put me on to the to the game of uh, of like mid century modern um, just things Fuck. like like houses because my brother got into uh, real estate and um, you know at the time and he was buying he was buying up houses with a with a couple of. Um, uh, investors up in Glassell Park, uh, Mount Washington, and he would have to stage some of these homes. So we and him would go to the the Rose Bowl and try to buy wow. up, uh, you know, mid-century modern furniture. And I just fell in love with that too. And I, I would go to thrift stores and buy mid-century modern dressers, <laughs> credenzas, you know, you know anything Herman Miller, Eames, Bootleg Eames, you know. And like I just fell in love with with all of that too. And just like mid-century modern houses, I would just love to like drive around LA and find like, oh, it's a mid-century modern house. Let me take wow. a picture, and, you know, or you know, just like with that architecture as well, and like um, '50s architecture, craftsman houses, you know, beautiful, all in Los Angeles, uh, you know, the Art Deco uh, uh, buildings. I remember last episode you guys were talking about Art Deco buildings, and that was the first thing I noticed about the crest. The, the the crest launch was like the Art Deco wings and that's when I fell in love I was like holy Damn. shit Art Deco like, I knew it like right from the start that was the first thing that caught my eye it was actually like when I I was on Facebook and it was the first time I ever saw anything LAFC and one of the guys I went to high school with shared a link of like uh, of the, the crest launch uh, at Union Station and I first saw that and the first thing I noticed was the Art Deco wings and I fell wow. in love right, right away wow. yeah man so if you thought Benny was only about Star Jones, <laughs> he's very well versed in about mid-century yeah. furniture. You want to you want to press Ben on uh, you I know furniture. I got yeah, dude. cameras. I got you're a fucking. I got v- I got VHS tapes in here. Yeah. I've got the shit. I got so much shit in here. So Ben brought two two rucksack backpack looking things, and he's been pulling out. Yeah, let me, let me let me let me let me yeah, pass yeah. around some. Give us an education, things. man. <laughs> All right, which part of Michael, VHS literally, did you bring? I got Michael Jackson over here. Oh, dude. I got a. Uh, Oh, holy shit. Holy shit. Michael <laughs> Damn, dude. Look at this. No justice, no peace. LAPD guilty. Rodney King t-shirt. Wow. Yeah, that one I'll never sell either. Because any any anything I the things I gravitate to, the things I actually hold on to are anything Los Angeles related. So that's a big you know piece of Los Angeles history. Yeah, man. So you know, something that we could always learn from. So that's something I'll never sell. Um but uh, I got, what else? I got, I got Ice Cube Lynch Mob here. Yeah. I know Dewey's could appreciate that. Damn. 
Got the Street Knowledge Productions on the back. Yeah, Damn. I got Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin too. Hell yeah. Austin 316, baby. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, like, oh, man, even if my little knowledge I have, like, this tea right now would sell for a good penny on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been pricing it at 200 Wow. No, oh, the Janet, Janet tea. Oh, yeah. Wait, Plus, you, I say, put, you say you've been pricing that shit at 200 Yeah. No Damn. one's been buying it, though, but, you know, because I really don't want to sell it. Right. But... You're keeping it high. I'm keeping it high. You know, if, if, if someone really wants to buy it, then that's the price to, to buy it at. I got Janet Jackson right here with the Rolling Stones cover. Oh, that one's crazy. The, boobies. Dude. the famous boobies, dog. Dang. What's on the back? Go check it. Oh, uh, with the back. Sam's going to want to touch this one. <laughs> yeah, I got some World Tour, tour 9394 yeah, with Tony Tone Tony. Yeah. If you know me, you know I like Tony Tone Tony. <laughs> But yeah, man, what else do I have? Dude, yeah. This is incredible, man. Romeo and Juliet, the Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I love oh, that wow. movie, man. Movie That's like one of my favorite movies right there. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That movie is crazy when I watched it. Like, some of these, some of them, the ones that you're selling, you you, you have them out at the booths. Booths. The booth. Yeah. <laughs> booths. The booth and the booths. Some of, some of them I do. Some of them, like, like, like I said, like, I'll price high. I'll just keep them up there just to kind of attract, like, you know, buyers. But then they come like, this is for selling, like, nah. Yeah, I'll, I'll say <laughs> nah, or I'll, that's I'll throw a crazy-ass yeah. number. So they're like, nah. I was like, good, because I didn't want to sell that anyways, you know. <laughs> but, like, there, there's, there's been, there's, there was, it was the first time I, I sold at the Rose Bowl, and I was kind of pissed because I threw out a crazy number out there. It was for uh, Immature. Remember the R&B group Immature with, uh, um... You guys remember Immature, right? Remember the, 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 the kid from uh, Sister Sister, the actor? Oh, oh um, Batman and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman and uh, Marcus, Marcus Houston. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Marcus Houston. Anyway, it was pretty dope. Immature, it, it, yeah. it was pretty dope. It was like a rap tee, and I felt I thrifted it myself like back in like 2011, and I brought it out. It was the first time I sold at the at the Rose Bowl, and um, you know I just had it hanging. I I put the I put the price of uh, of 250 on it. Mm-hmm. And no one was biting. People were like, "Oh, two, like how much is that? Two fifty? How much is that? Two fifty? Oh, no, that's too high." And a girl came by, like, "How much is that T-shirt? I love that T-shirt. Oh, two hundred fifty. She said, "Okay, bought it." And I was like, "No!" Oh, shit. And I was like, "What just happened?" You were throwing the crazy number. I was like, "What just happened?" I was like, "Oh my god!" And you can never go back, right? I can never As go. A seller, you, you can, can never be like, back. if someone says like two fifty, and you're like, "Oh, I, I mean, I, I mean five hundred. I've actually seen people like go back, go back, and be like, "You know what? Actually, I don't want to sell that." I'm not ready to sell that, man. And I feel like it, I feel like it's kind of like also a tactic because like once they once they know that you like you agreed like so quickly, like and you and you you refuse to oh. sell, they're gonna be like, oh wait, all right, man, three hundred, you know, like. But like, uh, yeah, she, it, it happened so fast. I was like, damn. oh my god, what did I, what, what did I just do? I only wore that shirt like twice. It's your like, first time, right? First time it was my first time, and it I, it kind of got me hooked because my my first sale of the day happened at five in the morning. My first customer was Japanese guy, mm-hmm. really nice guy. He bought, he picked up this really dope Stussy jacket. It was like from like the early nineties. Yeah, you tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it was like number eight of eighty seven. Wow. It had a little tag on the inside pocket. Um, it said uh, Universal Stussy Tribe um, on the back and the chenille uh, patches. And uh, he picked that up. He picked the OJ shirt up. Oh, that was the other thing I collected was a bunch of OJ shirts because I was fascinated with the, with OJ. Um, <laughs> he picked up one of the OJ shirts. He picked up a North Face jacket. And he said, how much this, this, and this? And I was like, okay, Stussy jacket. Because I saw, saw one on eBay, $500. This North Face jacket, 
$200. OJ, $100. And he's like, so that's... How much did I say? It was like 600. It was like 700, 700, 700. 600. No, 500 for the Stussy jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 500, uh, 200 for the... 800. 200, yeah, so 800. He's like, two seven fifty, And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, bought it. Like, for the first... I wasn't even fully set up. Like, my, you know, my racks weren't even fully set up. He just, like, came out of nowhere and he, with his little headlamp. And, like, <laughs> dropped 750 Damn. bucks on me, like, right there and wow. then. Like, at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, yo. How could you not be hooked up? Yeah, I was hooked. And I was like, Jesus, like, but I'm going to miss some of this stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, even when he was, like, taking off the hangers, I was like... <laughs> I know, like, that shit's gonna be, like, on, 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 on the first plane out to Japan, bro, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, my God, like, oh, I got so many compliments on that Stussy jacket, like, <laughs> this is, oh. like, this is bringing me back to the last time I was at the Rose Bowl, I had a, f- a Chinese filmmaker friend in town, and he just set up his new little studio, and I was helping him find old cameras, Yeah. and for me, the times I've gone to the Rose Bowl, the most fun times is if you're looking for one thing that's very specific. Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, you're just overwhelmed, right? right? Like, if you're just walking around. I mean, a guy like Benny's probably not overwhelmed, but I certainly am fucking overwhelmed because I could, like, be like, oh, what are all these things? And spend all the time at the Pez dispensers. But, <laughs> but uh, like, you know, he, he, like, really wanted to find old cameras, you know? And so we, like, looked around, like, shopping for old cameras the whole time. And, like, I just remembered... You know, he doesn't know anything, right? And, like, I don't know anything. And we're just kind of, like, going and, like, testing stuff. But we found one that actually, like, spun and worked. And the guy was just, like, over the moon. And it was just, like, yeah, first plane back to China, like, to go do it. But he was actually using it for his studio. That's so crazy, was, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. You can find a lot of crazy things at the Rose Bowl. Shout out my Stefan Marbury jersey that I copped. Like, <laughs> Did you just shout out your jersey? Yeah, man. It's just, All right. It's, 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 <laughs> I think it's time for a break. <laughs> Dude, these oh are, are these are red. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back with some tea with dweez. You're. We are back in the backyard. Hey. Tea with dweez time. Tea time. Man, I hope everyone enjoyed that last segment as much as I did. I, you know, I enjoy all the guests we have over, but tonight was a special, special night because we just got all this different stuff. Hope you guys can feel it through the pod. Right now, I would also like to add that we are drinking v- out of vintage teacups <laughs> purchased at the Rose Bowl. No, this is thrift stores. This is thrift store stuff. The buy my friend. No, these ones. These little ones. Oh, right yours or yours? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, mine, yeah, mine yeah. should have purchased at the Rose Bowl. Oh my god! That story about the Chinese friend who came to buy the things. Mm-hmm. He bought me these. When he oh, was there, wow. um, and they're t- like Taiwanese tasting cups, the same ones I use every week. Uh, but they are from the Rose Bowl, so it's a pretty hey. funny little little full loop there. Full circle, dude. baby. While we're on the subject, just because my eyes kept getting bigger and my eyes kept getting wider, I brought out my most prized vintage possession while All I'm here. Right. So the story is, and the listeners won't be able to hear, but I had to. I bought these two old. Um, Astounding science fiction books in like the nineteen from like the nineteen forties. Uh, I'm sorry, nineteen forty five, November nineteen forty five. One's called it. The Mule by Isaac Asimov, and I believe some really famous science fiction stories based off this. But I was I was researching it for a different reason. Um, of course but, you were. But for months, <laughs> for months, I had been pounding my. You can take a look at these. Um, these actually aren't my prized possession. These are just the prelude to oh, my prized cool. possession. Oh, um, I, I know. I noticed like so. I noticed like on your on your IG, you collect a lot of dope books that have 
just just the cover itself, like you want to you want to open it up and see what it's about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you do. He understands. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a book. That's that's that. the thing I love about like collecting vintage anything, books, clothes, whatever. Like you could take so much from just just this alone. Like like a lot a lot of clothing lines and and a lot of. Yeah, mainly clothing lines and, and um, you know people that make uh, posters for for movies or whatever. They'll take like the typography from like something like this, and you know, and make it into like you know for for a new movie or you know. Right, right. A lot of people take the typography from uh, from vintage tees and they'll they'll they'll, they'll um, you know put it in their line and the stuff. The source and, material. Yeah, and so that's why everything everything now like a lot of things that that come out today are so like retro inspired mm-hmm. and everything is is full circle and um you know people are always looking to the past to you know create something you know in the present yeah no it, that, as someone as a journalist as someone who writes whether i'm writing fiction non-fiction whatever i'm writing um it's so fun to do research <coughs> and research is kind of like in a weird way also like thrifting and when i was looking at those books for so many years i was trying to find um and I, fa- I found it on a on a really weird esoteric like book website. I finally found them. I didn't find them on like Amazon or whatever. I had to like uh, dive down some internet tunnels. You can imagine what that was like for me. Uh, I finally found, inadvertently, the tea book that I've been looking for always, which is the eighth <laughs> century, the first book about tea. Liu Yu, uh, uh, Chinese author. It was only ever translated into English once with illustrations, and that was like in the 1970s. And it was like a limited run by Little Brown. And this book, I only ever found it for five hundred dollars on Amazon, and I could only five hundred dollars. I could only ever find it for five hundred bucks. Kept finding five hundred bucks, and on the website when I found those, I found this shit for forty five dollars. I don't know how much it is on Amazon right now. Probably probably one for like there's probably one for like two fifty right now or something. Why is it so much? So it's this really beautiful, and this was from I'm assuming it must have been at a library or somewhere because they have like this plastic cover which helps me because I take horrible care of things, but. It has like, I mean, for sure the reason the reason is that it's just rare. But look at the illustrations. Wow! And so one day original. we will we will have a camera set up, guys, so so yeah, you guys yeah. can see what the fuck's going on. Full Joe Rogan. Right now, you should just listen to this and be like, man, I want to come over yeah. to the backyard right. and hang out. Yeah. So they just have illustrations of all, all the old. Like uh, you know, this is the first Blurred. book ever written about this plant, this plant tea, and so. You have like all these like little materials. Like later on, you have all these little devices yeah. that people would use for different things. And these are all original illustrations that came with this. So I don't know. On Amazon right now, it could be like down to a couple hundred, which would be sweet. But either way, That's I can't wild. afford a couple hundred for for a, for a tea book. Yeah, the soccer the soccer book. writing dollars aren't that books. thick. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. But no, I'm saying. I also like to add. I also like to add that we're drinking my most vintage of teas. Ooh. I just felt really vintage. I mean, it's my Da Shui Shang. It's, it's a Sheng Pur tea, Young Pur. So it's been aging for like a couple decades. Jesus. The Pur. It's so the last. No. I never know when the last. I'm honored, of, man. I, I, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't aging it for all that time. I purchased it. Uh, actually, a friend of mine purchased it and gave it to me. Still, man. But uh, sometimes you don't know when you're going to use that last little bit of something. Sometimes I was going to use that last little bit hey. of something. Hey. Not that you other people who've come on before also didn't get good things, but <laughs> you will see how J- Josh ends up liking this tea. His tea, his tea liking is a little bit more fickle than Slim. Yeah, I but just like tea. what you what you guys will find with this one though is it's gonna like change dramatically, steep to steep. 
Like each time I report, it's gonna be like way, 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 way different. Oh shit, okay. dude! I have my I, first I, little. I, dude, oh, so I was I, I supposed to take that? I fucked you up. I fucked you up. Here, right. drink this one. Okay. Just, just down it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not gonna, not gonna kill you. So then, <laughs> put, put, put this top on here. Okay. And then what you do, is you flip them. Like oh this. wow. And then this is just actually your smell cup. So just smell that, and that's gonna give you an idea of. What, your what, tea this tea, what this tea's like? got going on. And then from now on, you just drink out of this cup. So anytime just, you want more just tea. Kinda, just kind of sip on it? Yeah. Okay. And you have as much as you want, have as little as you want. If you don't want any more, just... So don't stop drinking. These, so these are Taiwanese. This one is actually from Dashuishan, which is Yunnan province, southern China, near the border with Vietnam. Shout out Yunnan province. Shout out to, to Yunnan. Yunnan. Southern clouds. So Do they also oh, pronounce man. it like Hunan sometimes? There's so much it's culture today. Yunnan. Yunnan? Yunnan. I don't know. I was somewhere <laughs> in China that sounded something like that. <laughs> but I think they call it the Hunan province. So before I just continue talking about vintage tea books and tea and all this stuff that I really want to talk about, guys, we got to talk about the other thing. Time to talk a little about black and gold, a little bit of LAFC, a little bit of the Capo story. And before that, I got another surprise. Which is, I ran into a good faithful listener of the pod whose name is escaping me right at this exact moment. Went to high school with you, Expo Original, and he told me about your time in the theater department. At oh, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah! No, this was never supposed to come out! <laughs> it came out, it came out, no. it came out! Now, I Who can, was this? It must be one of your boys because it was an Expo no, Original. No, no one. No, Went to what? high school with you. Who Ooh. went to high school I can't with even you. think who went to high school with me. Now you, you know why the boy likes Romeo and Juliet so much. <laughs> no! But it had to have been somebody, right? Because how would have I Yo. known that? I want names, man. Oh this was never God. supposed to come out ever. Hey, Holy you know shit. what? Yeah. But you did mention on our on the rooftop when we were doing the talking that you did you had done some singing. So yeah, kind yeah. of your well, kind cause of I would, no, cause that was, that was supposed to be so like what was the high that was supposed to be elementary school choir, bro. Like <laughs> what was the high school musical? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. All right, uh, it's, since it's out there, I'll just throw it. When I was in high school, it was Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. No, no. All I'm saying is, no, uh, if, you, was, if you've right. seen Benny up on the stand, you can tell this guy knows how to use his voice, he knows how to sing. So when you told me that you had practice doing it, I was like, like, holy shit, that makes throat. so much sense <laughs> because he's so good at it. And the fact that you did musicals ain't nothing to be ashamed of. Hey, wait, you're the one that was just saying your past is what made you who you are. <laughs> Holy shit. So tell man. me you were Danny Zuko from Grease <laughs> Tell me this shit no, right but, now. Uh, but I love Grease, though. No, um, and, all right, so, uh, so yeah, it all started with, Which like, part of your diaphragm are you using right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it all started with, like, having something to do uh, outside of, um, outside of uh, football season, you know? Like, mm-hmm. You know, we, I needed something to do. It's so, fucking glee all of a sudden. Because, because like, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> my mom's like, oh, you need to, uh, you know, you need to have other extra activities. <laughs> you know, you can't uh, just focus on football. You have to, uh, you know, do something. I don't yes. want you at home all the time. So I was like, okay, yeah. let me uh, see what this theater shit is about. So mm-hmm. I was also involved with mass media, like making videos and stuff like that. Mm. And also, then I got into theater. And, like, one of my no- more notable performances was... Uh, my junior year, which you know, I'm not ashamed of. It's just, it's just something funny to look, you know. Yeah, yeah. Something embarrassing because you know, like surprising. Cut you off guard. Something very surprising, you know. Like people, I'm pretty sure when people, you know, hear this podcast, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Like now, <laughs> now I need to find like this footage of this fucker <laughs> on the stage. Um, but yeah, my my junior year, um, I uh, I played uh, Judas, 
and uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh yeah, it was a Andrew, private school. Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, you know, one of his uh, musicals. Um, that one was really surprising. I don't know. It was funny because at the time, uh, a lot of seniors were were getting the the lead roles. Like it was kind of unheard to to have a junior take a lead role, and yeah. and, and and Judas was one of the lead roles, and he, he, like the voice range was like really up there, and. Um, you know, I, 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 I watched, I never saw the musical. I went to my local video store. I rented the fucking VHS mm-hmm. and I watched it. And the first, the, the opening, the opening song was by Judas. Mm-hmm. And it's a heaven, it's called a song called heaven, heaven on my minds. It's a dope fucking song. If you ever have a time to, to look up heaven on my minds, the 1970s version of Jesus Christ Superstar, look it up. Cause that dude who sings it, I can't even remember his name right now, but he passed away, RIP. He's a fucking G. So I heard that song and I fell in love with it. And I was like, this is going to be my audition piece. So I spent, I spent all night. The audition was the next day. I spent all night fucking practicing. I went in the garage, like, and like in this song, in this song, the dude belts it. Right. At the time, me and my stepdad weren't getting along. My Mm. stepdad's Japanese. If you know anything about Filipinos, they don't and like loud noises. No, if you know anything about the history of Philippines and Japan, oh, yeah, Japan yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they don't get along. <laughs> anyway, so like, so my so my stepdad was very stern. He's a Japanese guy. We're cool now. But anyway, I was in the I was in the garage like belting out, like practicing, probably singing very horribly. He came into the garage. He's like, he's like, can you stop that noise? <laughs> <laughs> And so so yeah. Then the, the next day was audition, and surprisingly, I nailed it. Yeah. And like, yeah. That and, big drama energy right yeah, there. Yeah. Hey. And so that year, I, I did Jesus Christ Superstar. The next year, um, I did Romeo and Juliet. I played Tibble. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and that was my. It's a good ass role, right there. Yeah, that was a good role, man. That was fun. You know, a little Shakespearean, Shakespearean love. Uh, type of deal, but it was fun, man. It was something that I enjoyed doing, and you know, That's I, I'm glad. I'm glad I got into. Uh, you know, my, my during my high school years, and That's yeah, it was, a lot of, it was a lot of fun. So I mean, shit, man. I, I still want names of like who brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try to remember who it was. I, I was like, remember. oh my god! I want to give him a shout out. You know who you are, but I don't remember your name at the moment. <laughs> so after high school, then, and you you weren't like in a band or anything. You weren't doing the Jimmy Jam thing. Um, you, you know what? I I in in my high school years. Or no, my, sorry, my elementary, my elementary school years, like eighth grade, I we started a small band. We mainly did like Weezer, Green Day, Offspring songs. Nice. But it was never anything serious. We, you know, it was like something we did at like, you know, um, you know, parties or uh, our high school graduation parties or the the high school uh, our uh, talent shows, uh, festivals, yeah, talent mm-hmm. shows. Um, stuff like that. Our name was Alcatraz. Shout out Alcatraz. Hey. I once I once rapped in a talent show. <laughs> you did? Oh man! Yeah. Do you have footage of that? Uh, I don't have footage, but I have a very have vivid a memory of it. I, I rapped it as one of three in a Canadian rap group called, oh. which is a really like weird group. But it's called Swollen Members. Have you guys ever heard of them? Swollen Members? Like Swollen Members? <laughs> yeah. Guess yeah, dude. That yeah. is such a good name. They were, uh, I got into them through the through the snowboarding and snow sports world. They were like on all these like trans world snowboarding videos. Huh. And so they were like these like weird little like nice. Canadian rappers. Oh kind of strange. I got, I got into, I got into, got into rapping too like a little bit after, after high school too. I think everyone had writing. a little rapping thing. I hope, no, I I hope, okay, I hear everyone, hey, I hope, no, I hope this conversation Slim. lets, lets Slim. everyone... You? I don't know one. I don't know one. Mine was uh, Sky's the Limit. Hey, uh, hey. I didn't ever actually make a rap name. I guess Dweez is the closest thing, but that was long after I ever actually thought Dweez about it. Yeah. Swollen, that was just, I had a that was just, a, that was just <laughs> a nickname that somebody gave me, but 
Um, no, I, I never actually had one because I only ever did that one imitative performance, and I was like, "This isn't oh, for man. me." <laughs> I, would love to hear I just need to criticize. No recordings people. whatsoever. I don't think so, man. Oh, man. Great. I can. I'll play the song afterwards. It's called. Uh, this is so good, man. Yeah, I don't oh, but I hope no. My my point is, I hope that this lets all the people in the community feel free to let us know all the things <laughs> you used to try to sing in the past. <laughs> Yeah. Because now we're all singing together in the North End, guys. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah, we're all singing, yeah, and yeah. some of those singing lessons got from somewhere. Might have been from church, might have been from your talent show, might have been from a theater production. And you know what? <laughs> all of them are good, because it sounds pretty good yeah. in the North End right now. So, yeah. thank, thanks to everyone who's I'm too glad, embarrassed yeah. to say what they had done. Yeah, and, and we'll speak, take it back to the North End, uh, and my segue that you guys ruined from the end of the first segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's get into how you became a capo. Oh man, it it all it all started just um, you know showing up to events and um, you know like I said I was very foreign to you know the whole supporter culture and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I just knew that you know coming to some of the events like a, my first event was at Boomtown and then um, I was there very shortly. I wasn't even there for the for the chant session. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second event after that was the the. Safe standing reveal at uh, that one warehouse looking place, that one lot. Uh, the experience, yeah, the, yeah, the, no, 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 it was like a 3252 rally, like one of the first ones. Oh, shit, I have no idea what you're talking about. I wasn't you know what there. I'm talking about? Oh, right. oh, you, uh, yeah. yeah, we're newer too, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, it, so anyway, paint it out for us, yeah. So it was at like this really dope uh, venue where it was just basically a parking lot and it was kind of like a half cut open warehouse mm-hmm. and you know, kind of arts district area, and um. You know, that's when I finally got to finally fully experience like you know, um, 3252, and they kind of I think they kind of announced like safe standing and like oh we are the 3252, and I you know and I went and um, you know I was like all about the energy and I was like dude this is incredible yeah, and right yeah. away I became addicted and so I started showing up to more events and you know I finally picked out an SG that I wanted to join and that was the Expo Originals. And, uh, you know, they made me feel right at home, you know, right away I felt I, you know, I met, uh, you know, Fern, Monty, Paul, all the guys, all, everyone, they made me feel, you know, like one of their own. And, um, you know, and start, so I started started going to more events and um, as the, as the, the season um, was approaching, um, you know, we started having like the drum sessions, mm-hmm. you know, at, at uh, Lot 6 and, um, you know, uh, I just, it just kind of happened naturally, to be honest, like my, with me kind of like going up to the front and wanting to lead chants or just like, you know, just being like, like call me, you call me like the loudest motherfucker there, like mm-hmm. loudest motherfucker there. Like I was just all about the energy and like, um, you know, I guess, you know, people that, the, the guys that were the capos at the time uh, or the leaders, uh, you know, Julio and, um, and Monty at the time and Cheek, you know, they notice, you know, like, hey, man, you, like, I, f- I love your fucking energy. Um, you know, and like, would you, would you like to become a capo? And I, I didn't even think about that up to that point. I remember when they, when they first asked me, it was uh, our trip up to Sacramento, mm. um, you know, uh, the, the preseason game. And I was just, you know, really honored. And I was really surprised. And I was like, dude, like, in my head, I was like, I, I, like I, I'm really new to this, but, you know, like I, I don't know too much about, you know, uh, football, mm-hmm. um, but I know Los Angeles. I love Los Angeles, so I will fucking sing my fucking heart out, mm-hmm. you know, every fucking single time. 
you know, for this club. And uh, that's how it, that's how it all kind of started. And um, yeah, man. And it, it's kind of crazy to to think about it because uh, I know like a lot of the a lot of other couples, you know, they have you know experience. They all had experience like somehow like with like different clubs. I remember thinking like before our, our first game, I was like, listen guys, like I know like all you guys have more, probably more, you know, uh, experience than, than, than I do. But up to, like, let's, let's be honest, like when it comes to the, the, this kind of, this kind of uh, numbers, as far as controlling like this big of a crowd, mm -hmm. none of us have experience. Yeah. Like all of our experience are, are pretty much at the same level at this point, <coughs> you know? So it's like, we really got to fucking work together. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, man, that 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 first that first game at home. I mean, obviously we were already at Seattle and whatnot before, but that first game at home was really a, was really a challenge to like communicate to each other and kind of find like that that balance and that that whole system that we have going on that that works pretty well. Yeah, I mean, our first Shalala was trash. <laughs> it was terrible. Like Fernando was pissed off in the the chat the next day. Yeah. Just talking about I couldn't I couldn't even listen to it whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, but man. yeah, man, I, it, it's it's come a long way, and the Capos had to do a lot of organizing and communicating to it's to, a, to yeah. get like you know get it working like the machine it is now. Yeah. What's the hardest part in game? Is the hardest part <sighs> knowing? Do you guys have a rhythm of who's starting first and it's kind of spreading? No, it, or it, it, what's like the hard? The hardest know? part is it's just basic communication. It's hard because. Um, you know, there, there's so much going on, you know, so you'll try to catch, like, you know, uh, Julio and Ray's Capistan, like, you'll try to catch their attention, and, you know, they're just going hard, you know, and you're like, okay, like, we've been doing this song for, like, five minutes, like, we gotta change the song, <laughs> you're just, like, waving your hands, you know, but now we have, like, those, those loud-ass loud -ass, uh, megaphones, so now it's a little easier, but um, it's just kind of working through the chaos, you know, it's just all communication, that, which is which is the hardest part, but you know, we, we get through it. Um, the second probably hardest part is, is song selection. It, I, I always use this, this analogy and it's like, it's like being a DJ and you gotta feel out the crowd. You gotta, you gotta know when they're fucking too tired. I know you always, I know always, Sam, Sam always rings up like, oh dude, I fucking jump, I hate Jump Rally Football Club yeah, after you guys Me and Gravity are friends <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, you gotta know, like, you gotta know when to give the, the crowd a break. Like, I remember one time Cheek, uh, he picked out a song. He, he picked out, I think it was Call to Arms. And then he wanted to ju do Jump for LA Football Club. And I was like, bro, you, we gotta do something chill in between. Like, let's just do LA, FC. Like, we gotta do something chill in between. <laughs> we can't do back-to-back -back bangers like that. And it's he was, gonna blow the speakers, yeah, it's bro. Gonna, it's gonna blow the speakers. People are people are gonna start like you know. We're just gonna like, revolt, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna revolt. They're gonna start hating this song, you know. And it's it, like you said, like you gotta you gotta read the crowd. You gotta know when when to wake them up and when to let like the crowd chill. So that's another like thing that um, you know that's not necessarily a challenge, but something that you know we're yeah, always constantly working on. Cognizant of yeah. And, um, yeah, I said cognizant. Ooh. Yeah, what's up? What's we got that, someone. What's that mean? What's that? We got a DH appro approaching a, a scholarhood right now, right now. Uh, still team dickhead. <laughs> Always and forever. <laughs> Just upping my vocabulary a little bit. 
But yeah, man, it's it's always it's always something that we're that we're all constantly working on each each match. You know, um, just working better as a team, and we all we we all do it pretty well. Especially after the first season, we we all learned a lot of things uh, from each other, and uh, yeah, we're just like every every match we're just getting better, and we work better as a team now. You know, we all come from different backgrounds, all the different capos. Um, so yeah, man. What are the things about away days? that are more fun or more challenging as a capo like when you're when you're leading the crowd in, oh, in, a, in a foreign in a foreign stadium in another land I love I love watching other people <coughs> other other uh, other members step up you know I love seeing like cuz yeah like you said like away days it's a di- it's a totally different atmosphere mm-hmm. and it's totally different energy like you're coming into another person another team's uh, you know home ground and you know you're basically taking over their territory and so it's just a, it's just really real primal energy and I just love seeing other members come to the front and they want to they want to lead so as a, as a as a capo I love seeing that there's like more room for that on yeah there's, yeah there's a lot of home games you can't yeah. just walk on right right yeah, so yeah. I love seeing people like you know kind of come come to the front a little bit in fact I, I encourage that especially on away days or watch parties you know like I try to I try to step back and see, like you know, who 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 wants to step up, you know. Um, but as as a capo, like yeah, it's it's very chaotic. Like especially the last one in Portland. Like I remember, uh, we were we were already rallying like outside of the outside of the bar, and we were ready to go. And Pat's like, "We got thirty minutes <laughs> till we march." And I was like, "Oh fuck, dude! I don't know if we're gonna be able to contain this this mob for another thirty minutes." Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another thing is, is just kind of uh, crowd control, you know, and um, making sure, you know, everyone is safe and, uh, you know, we don't get hit by cars during the during the march and mm-hmm. not uh, making sure fights don't break out, you know, because it, it, it wasn't that hostile. Like the, the most we got in Portland was middle fingers, yeah. you know, from people from across the street. So you, you guys know. need to stop that. OK, that's <laughs> yeah, you guys need to <laughs> stop that. It's, it's too much for me, you know, like. So, <laughs> So let's say for someone that like is in the north end that wants to become a capo, yeah. what would you? What advice or what steps do oh, they need to take? Oh man, that's a hard question, bro. Mm-hmm. Join an SG first. <laughs> join, join yeah, SG. Dude, that's the first. Join SG. I don't know. Just bring it. Really, just bring it. Well, it's like what you said. Bring it at a watch party. Bring, bring it, it in a way yeah. day. Yeah. Kind of start yeah. getting getting into it and see if it and see if the shoe fits. Don't, yeah, like, don't. Shout out our boy Sean, who like you know is. I love Sean, is, man. You know, he, he's not necessarily trying to be a capo, but he has that energy. So now he's... I love it. He's man. like the fucking TSG, like, capo. mascot capo. <laughs> I love Sean. Where Sean, everyone man. knows that this fucker is just coming up in fucking thong flip-flops to turn Someone buy that fucker some shoes. Someone <laughs> buy that fucker some I don't, shoes. I, I asked him, I asked him the, the last time I saw him, at, uh, I think it was in Portland, I was like, bro, like, what do you do when you're in the bank and there's beer showers? Like, are, how sticky are your fucking toes <laughs> at the what end of the Drake game? Jump? Yeah, what happens during jump? Jump, man. Like, he's jumping, see, dude. He's he's jump, jumping. I know he's, he's jumping. jumping, but yo, the footwear that you should be wearing in the north end shouldn't shouldn't be that much more different than you'd wear to like a mosh pit or like a regular. Yeah, you're gonna get man. your shoes are gonna get scuffed. You're gonna get things stomped on. There's gonna be stinks yeah. spilled on you. 
Timberlands. So if you want to be a capo, definitely wear some shoes. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, it's no. probably safer if you're a capo in the front and you don't get probably, on. probably, yeah. yeah. But your feet definitely get tired, bro. Your toes clean because I, I, I step on the rails like the entire fucking game. Yeah. And like, but I, you, you'll probably see me sometimes on the capo stand like at halftime. I'm like stomping my feet, trying to get the blood flow back into yeah, my feet. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's because you're standing next happen. to Chicky Lean's big ass. <laughs> but back to your guys' question, like, um, yeah, man, just just be passionate. Don't don't ask. Don't, I probably I probably wouldn't ask one of the capos like how do I become a capo. Mm-hmm. First yeah. rule of becoming a capo: don't ask about capos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just just, just show just, the fuck up. Yeah, just show up. Just the capos will notice. Just be there. Yeah, you know, like uh, hype up the crowd that's around you. Like don't don't necessarily come to you don't necessarily actually don't come to the front and yeah. try to try to show up. But there's be, enough in the front. Yeah, yeah. There's enough going on in the front. You know, be around your your own area, whatever SG you're in, and hype up that crowd. If you if you see that the the the, the crowd in the back is lacking, go to the go yeah, to the yeah, back yeah. and start hyping them up, man. That's what I would be doing. Actually, like some of the times that, especially like during during ladies' night, like I would have to go. Back in the, I went in the back and I was uh, hyping them up or uh, you know we have you know our couples in training like uh, like with, with with Andy and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I I would go to the back and try to hype that crowd up um, and I love it I love going in the back I wouldn't mind going in the back if someone else you know, stepped up said. and <laughs> if someone else stepped stepped up and you know it's it's definitely you know louder than than me or Cheek you know I would love to. Nobody's louder than you, fucker. <laughs> You're the fucking loudest motherfucker I know. No, but the thing is, like, it, 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 it's it's also like you don't necessarily have to be the loudest, dude. It's yeah. it's just you know like you gotta work well with others. Yeah, right. Jimmy's not as loud, but then he always looks pissed off when he's yelling, <laughs> so it, like gives off a different type of energy. Yeah, no, Jimmy Jimmy has his own type of energy, yeah. man, and I love just it. Like yelling at his kids type. Of energy. <laughs> we'll see we'll see the threads on Reddit every once in a while. I'll be like, hey, I think. The North Entrance sing this like how about this song it's like that's never gonna work man that yeah. really is never gonna work like I've never seen a song from Reddit actually make it to the North End and it really is like I've seen I've, I've fucking heard more bangers in the tailgates that we've all tried different things together like that's when it happens that's when at it's, watch parties and away days when we get to know one another better and then you trust the, the people you know that's yeah. the and experiment basically territory. no chance are really gonna pop off unless it could go with a nice yeah. little drum beat are you guys well, saying you know there's no keyboard capos <laughs> is that what you're talking no about keyboards right now? and no, no trumpets no keyboard fucking. capos no keyboard capos no. No, right. you know what like no I, I know it's hard bro it's hard for, for any outsider especially for myself man like when I was trying to get involved I was I was like on social media like oh like how do I get more involved you know and I was like I was throwing out my my ideas for chance too like early on and so it's hard man it's hard building up that confidence like with you with your with, with little involvement that you have and you know you you won't you want to share your ideas you want your ideas to be heard or valued so it's tough bro I get it man but my suggestion if you got ideas Come to the tailgate. Yeah. Come to the watch parties. Come to events, man. Where we, where we're, you know, getting active. Where we're doing songs. You know, you want to try something out. We try it out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, yeah. like, it's, and that's how it works. It's fair to say there's kind of like a parallel here with thrifting in a way. You know, we're gonna recognize you more. We're gonna respect you more. You come and you look for the things. You, you you're there. You're in person. You're putting the boots on the ground. You know. Yeah. You see your face. You know, I, I don't know. I think, look, we live in the age where everyone just wants to do everything on their phone. They don't even want to go out to supermarkets and just want to order anything she has. Yeah. Uh, like, it's hard to go out in person and do things face to face with people. I, I realize that there's barriers for sure, no, but yeah. like I, almost anything that's worthwhile involves some yeah. sort of like personal yeah. interaction with like, another human being in 3D. Right. Yeah. True or false? True. 
Yeah. I think that seems to be the same for like getting involved with a lot of stuff with LFC. No, mm. I, I've, I've had I've had people like messaging me like, "Hey man, I got an idea for a song. You know, what do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Like, dude, that you know, I see potential. You know, but you know, come come to the tailgate and let's try it out. Yeah. You know, if you really believe in your idea, come through and let's try it out. You know, and that's that's how it works. The same thing if you want to be a couple, like fucking come down." Try you know try out your energy man let's let's see what you're about let's right. see if we, if let's I'm, I'm still gonna bring the Carlos Velanos at a party chant to the, to the I'm just gonna keep doing it guys I'm gonna keep doing it so I find it a <laughs> how does that go again how's that go again Carlos Vela knows how to party <laughs> Carlos Vela knows how to party and then you just say it's say and you can't this isn't one of those like stadium friendly ones unfortunately <laughs> and it should a for San Jose <laughs> and it's your day okay. for people in Portland. Hey. Name all the places he has scored. So everywhere? Yeah, exactly. I would, lo- I would love to implement some hip-hop in- into these chants. Yeah. Eventually, eventually. We'll get there. We're still, yeah, we'll yeah. get there. I know a lot of people will be against it. Like how I'm but by get, then the revolution. Like how people end. are against horns and shit, but yeah, let's stop bring trumpets, please. <laughs> let's, <laughs> like, yeah. let's play some Lou Bega in the north, bro. The well, I play a little trumpet growing up. <laughs> Wait, talk to me about um fucking uh, your guys' song in Los Angeles City of Angels, Ale Ale. That's oh, man. That, dude. That's I'm honestly tigers know I go fucking ham to that song, dude. I just I, I lose my mind. What is that? Song. What is that rhythm? From? It's from I, I saw a video uh, on YouTube. It was I'm, I'm probably butchering the name Sarah Sarah Buchan from Germany. It, it was I mean I don't know where they got it from. It might be their yeah. own original, but that it, it originated from them. And um, uh, you know, and I was I, I worked graveyard shifts, so there were just some nights where I'm just like looking through like YouTube and I'm just going through the spider web of of social media and, and some and songs too and and I found that one and um, you know I loved the melody and I loved how like they were just kind of just it was a, it was a small group of supporters and they're just jumping up during a march and I love I love the melody and so you know um, I, I when when I, when I write songs I try not to get too wordy I try to like be realistic like are people really gonna sing this wordy ass <laughs> song yeah. you know so I made it simple I made it like I threw in words that were you know that that were familiar you know and not too complicated but still like gave a message you know I, I love songs and messages um, and so you know Los Angeles City of Angels home of the black and gold we are forever faithful and. Um, yeah, man, and it, 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 it was a song that we started doing at at watch parties uh, last season, and, you know, uh, it just kind of grew and grew and grew, and then we finally kick, kicked it off in full force in the first game of, of this season, and, um, yeah, man, and people people kind of heard it from at the tailgate, and people were, were about it, and uh, that's how it kind of kicked off. And, um, Talk about a freaking strong uh, Away Day song, man, talking about the kind of yeah, the, the tribal it, attitude that comes out of it, man. Yeah. It gives me this like you you put a little bass in it, right? And then you're just like you march to that and you jump to Ale Ale and it's yeah, beautiful, dude. I love I love that Ale Ale part. It just really drives it home and yeah, man. Like I, I have so much pride just being from Los Angeles. It's funny because when you when you just say L A. It's a different thing, but when you say Los Angeles, it to me just, I agree. just I agree saying it that. like means something so much more, mm. and I don't, I can't even explain it. Uh, but like just saying Los, just the word Los Angeles, 
and like it, it really means something on a away day song it really like just sends a message you know and, and especially for the people that, that, that are there yeah. 750 people going to Portland Los Angeles City of Angels home of the black we are forever faithful and these fuckers are coming paying how much money for a plane ticket for yeah. a, and for, $58 for, for match tickets god damn <laughs> yeah $58 for a match ticket and however much for Airbnb or hotel whatever you're, I, you're sleeping on a fucking floor I slept on I slept on uh, on a on a sofa cushion I put two sofa cushions <laughs> together hey. and I slept on that shit for three days and like yeah man and I was like I don't give a fuck dude this, this is all worth it this is what this is what we're living for right now Oh, uh, fucking away days. Yeah, it's the best, man. They are the best, man. Portland, New York. I'm trying to go to Philly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Philly and Minnesota and, like, yeah. Orlando are, like, the ones that people seem to be shooting for. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to do that, uh, that, that, oh, rocky, no. that rocky trail, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run up those steps. That's too many steps, like. oh, <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen that movie so many times, it doesn't look that bad. But he's, he he ran like twelve miles before that. that I think that's the yeah. <laughs> he wasn't like doing the stairs. <laughs> crazy ass Philly people we gotta deal with. Yeah, I'm saving money for the playoffs, baby. <laughs> that, no, seriously, hopefully, hopefully most of those games are at home. You know, yeah. if, you know, I don't want to jinx it. You know, like making playoffs, but uh, but yeah, Philly probably Philly would be the next one for me. Um, but I love it, dude. Just conquering cities, dude. All these fuckers that were making fun of us before we even had a coach. Yeah. Like, talking shit like, well, what are you guys fucking singing for? What are you guys singing for? You guys going to shit? I remember they said, oh, when the when they when they released the 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 um the schedule for our opening game, Seattle. Oh, these fuckers are gonna lose their first game. Fucking smashed, bro. Yeah. Twelve minutes in. <laughs> you scored the first game against the. Sabres. I wish you were there. But Shut up. <laughs> <man. laughs> We haven't had a good dick on Slim for a while. I wish you were there. Two though. Two. Last couple topics, something that we rarely talk about, but something's happened with the club this this week. Um, we, we got rid of Porto Beaver. Oh, shit. Uh, You're going with Porto Beaver now? That's your thing? I mean, <laughs> what, what, what did I call him? Portuguese Beaver? I just yeah. shortened it. I just wanted to use less syllables, bro. Um, and then and then Fito had his debut. Had his moment. Yeah, let, yeah. let's see. What are your thoughts on that? All, all that. Oh man, um, I don't have I don't have <laughs> I don't have I don't have much thoughts on, on Horta really. Like I I didn't know too much about him to be honest. Like going in, I like once once they announced that you know he was coming in, I looked up every video that I could find about him. I was like, okay, man, this guy shows a little bit of promise. But I guess it just the the style of his play that he did in different you know he had in different leagues. I just didn't translate to to the style of play that we have here in this league, um, you know, and just yeah, just really just just, just disappointing. You know, he sh- he showed a little bit of potential in the last few games. I think you know, yeah, he, a little he, bit. Yeah, he, play, he played a little a lot, lot better, um, but I'm glad I'm glad uh, Fito got his uh, got his a uh, little bit of play time yesterday. Got made his debut. Everyone was excited. I know a lot of uh, you know Salvadorians, you know, have been asking. They've been on the fucking account. I see them all the time. When are you gonna play Zelaya? When are you gonna play Zelaya? You know how you, how do you bring a guy out here? And you don't play him, and no one, not well, a lot. Well, homeboy showed up looking like a whole stack <laughs> of fucking papooses. Like. A lot of people didn't notice. Like, yeah. dude is a little overweight, bro. Like, well, use a little, a little too much masa for, on that papusa. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, he, he's he's looking he's looking a little bit more fit now. You know, and, you know who's looking fit is Hungry Joe was on a free <laughs> end of June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm putting on the. 
Sign him. Sign him. We're not turning this into transfer rumors corner. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, man. What are your thoughts on Young Beebs leaving? I'm kind of sad. Are you? I wanted it to work. It's one of the yeah. it looked good on paper. We want everyone to work. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I, I wanted Simon to work. I wanted Gabber to work. I wanted Gabber to work yeah. too. I, I we to went to that that fucking. Uh, I know. LAX, and we're all like, yeah, Fuck, man, man, this, this guy's hey, got, this guy's Rodrigo, got some nice hair, bro. I wanted it's Rodrigo Pacheco to work. <laughs> I don't you remember Pacheco? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just one time against yeah. Atlanta United for three minutes. I remember that. Fuck that Atlanta United I'm just match. kidding. He, he didn't seem into it at all. I'm happy. Oh, but, you know. Yeah, and then. Right. And Udenia, bro. Udenia, remember, do you remember going to, uh, did you guys go to the preseason UCLA? games at UCLA? Yeah. yeah. Dude, Udenia, he scored like four goals or Udenia, something. Udenia, among all the players mentioned, for sure, is, I think. Yeah, bro. Marco. I'm glad he got his one goal, but like, uh, <laughs> you know, that's other than that, I don't know. You but, can't be in the system up top and score one goal. That's, yeah. that's the only thing. It sucks. <laughs> Hungry Joe. Look, Hung- guys, we know about soccer too. Just kidding. <laughs> Never mind. Shall we wrap it? Yeah. Wrap it like a condom. What? I don't know. Man. Yeah, oh my guy. I, I love that. that. I love that. That's kind of the third that brew of the tea. As always, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of FCFC Pod. We appreciate you being here, and we'll see you in the North End whenever the fuck this Open Cup schedule comes out. Hey. Pew. Open get Carson. FCFC. 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 FCFC.